0: Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm Quirky Baxter's babysitter, Eric Shea.
1: And I am the purveyor
0: of positivity, Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number
1: 458. It is the DC Comics Podcast, episode 458. Eric, I am a jumbled mess. I'm going to apologize to everybody right now. It's going to be a heck of a ride, this whole episode. We're going to be talking about a lot of books. A, a whole heck of one. a lot. A whole heck of a lot we are. And this is the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics. And if you're listening right now, not only are you part of the Get Fresh crew, uh, uh, but you are guest starring in one of the books <laughs> this week. And it's kind uh, of crazy. Maybe, I don't know what's maybe, going on. Maybe they
0: just love Dougie Fresh in Earth 11.
1: That might be true. I love Dougie Fresh on Earth go. Jim. is where I like him. But... It is a weird play, and I ended Very up weird. looking into it because it will be in the multiversity. Team, awesome. Justice Steel. You ended up sending it to me. I'm like, oh crap! And then I looked. I'm like, oh, I thought it was going to be something a little better. Like it was explained a little better later. I'm like, no. And it does come out of nowhere, so it's odd. But I did some investigating. Ooh, I detective did because Jim. Because you know, me. I'm like Tim Drake, right? Well, and I and yeah, really and. It's weird I'll tell you why it's weird When we get to the book That's a little hint It's the last book of the night So good, I'll good. probably forget this makes But we'll sense. See. I ended up checking into some things And it might have some credence to it Not clear what a revival, Eric But Too credence bad. indeed And yeah, we'll get to that But hey, that's a little bit of a caveat Of being part of the get fresh crew uh-uh, You Ah-ha. get shape thrown at you in
2: books <laughs> Oh my goodness
1: gracious And if people aren't aware Of this isn't the first time that we would have been in a book. Me and you were both in Green Arrow. We were Green in Lantern. the Trinity book, Green Aquaman. Lantern, Aquaman. We were in a lot of books. It's very odd. Most of the times, not really shade being thrown. Juan Ferreira and V. Ken Marion, V. Ken liked to write us and draw us into books where we were scrapping our pants most of the time. <laughs> Juan just killed us off every time we were there. We're eh? We were getting fools. killed over and over just to be resurrected again, though. One of the things that you always wanted and still needs to happen is to have some sort of wiki fandom entry where we are actually labeled as being in the DC universe. The
2: thing is, you say that,
0: if there is a continuity in DC Comics, at least with weird science, the thing is we turn out to be real pieces of crap who survive plane crashes, try to kill themselves because our browser history is released to the world. I'm like, what's on that? I don't want to know. Maybe I'm a piece of crap. Maybe the DC universe in Prime Earth Zero, we're just like Earth 3 motherfuckers, just the
1: worst piece of crap there are. Well, then that would be good because we're really good guys in the regular Earth is what you're telling me then. I will have to say that one of the things we should be really either happy or real pissed off the Superman because I know that you're one of the, well, I'd be one of those guys, maybe not you, but we did try to kill ourselves in the green arrow book and superman saved us we jumped Not out today, of and so when did high that, rise weird science studios i yeah yeah i'm definitely at that point i'm yeah, my neck kind of hurts I'm, I'm suing superman right there right well, he didn't have his there. identity released yet so i don't know well, that's with that. true well i but well we once it was wait. released boom i'm for you clark so all of that you know should we be happy Superman saved us or should we be upset because we were trying to kill ourselves? So I don't know. I don't no, know. No, which our lives are over face. because everybody knows what we're up to now. That is true. We did have a fancy studio, though. What
2: happened to that? I Take it to go away. Once everybody figured out deal. what
1: we're up to. In Metropolis, in a high rise. Oh, my. That sounds like great things. I got mad later in the podcast. We'll also talk about the idea. Grace O'Holler, and she has a fancy studio downtown. She's got some money. What's going on? She's not in her basement. She's semi famous. I'm right here in my basement. This place is a crap hole. And I ended up eating some remade chicken, you know, remade, reconstituted. Like refried beans? No, I heated it up is what I meant, but I put it in the air fryer, and it's like a a leg shank or something you call it. And, you know, it's bone (gasps) in. Like when you're at a a big that's bone out. So you end up with a leg shake. I smell it. I smell it right now, and I can't smell very well. It's getting me a little sick. I smell a lot. I think a lady might have been avoiding me the other day in the Aldi line because I might have been a little stinky. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons. by me, though. She's like, I don't want to get near this homeless fella. The
2: fuck oh, am I here in the Shire? What's this <laughs> hobbit doing here?
1: Oh, my goodness gracious. I told you, I, I am all over the place tonight. But, hey, welcome to the show. And before we go on with more of this nonsense, please go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. And then you can see some banger tweets. Like me tweeting something from the Batman versus the Robin book this week. Also, okay, Dad. Yeah. Uh, you didn't like that? I thought do it was that. a good tweet. It was kind of funny. I thought it, it was real quick. I thought it was okay. You can also go to our website, DCcomics.com, to get written reviews for most of the books that come out each and every week. And then go off to our Patreon to help us out for everything that we do here and in the Weird Science family podcast eric that's a family not a network i'll tell you and one of the big you things that family. we do over at patreon.com slash science is our weekly patreon spotlight two books picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they ended up this week picking i am batman number 15 and the new golden age number one so if you're wondering man a where's big that book big tie book into the i am batman Where's the big book? I am Batman. The Dark 15? Crisis of the Soul. Where is it? You know, it was, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit when we get to the Dark Crisis issue. Mastro's but was a punk. Yeah, if you're wondering where those are, that's over on the Patreon. And in a crazy development, more crazy to Eric than anybody else because he had no idea what was going on. We did live stream that on our Patreon. We so were live on the Patreon. We're going to do that more and more. We think that the next time we're going to end up doing it is. When we do the Patreon only show That this is an annuals month So we'll be doing by the end of this month So that'll be the next time we live stream And it live streams right to the Patreon And if anybody who is Part of our Patreon right now I'm just talking to them eh? okay. If you didn't realize Because some people got a hold of me and Like oh that live stream didn't happen I guess Because it's not going to show up In your app Like if you have the app with just the audio stuff You actually have to go to the page to go and do that, just as a little heads up. But Sounds it is something. Eh, it might be. It is something though that we just started doing. But something that we didn't just start doing. Eric is one thing that you know. But everybody listening love. will be surprised <laughs> that we didn't just start this. Yeah, I probably end up making Come it again, baby. seem like that badass rocker I'm gonna promise. Eric, I'm telling I know. you, you're picking up my spirits though. I do <laughs> thank you. We already <laughs> have problems because the page I had up there. Here we go, Michael Jordan. Eric, no jokes needed. Eric K, double K with us. Jeffrey Grieg, Stephen Bat, Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probes, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S, Forrest Holly, Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy Red, Francisco the III, Niels T. Work. David Fink, Joey Baracostico, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42, To You and Me, Michael G, Comic Boom um, Rocky, Old Fellatio. Mr. Asio is still so, in the house. He did not change. You haven't been feeling well lately, yeah. Mark, so I guess. Mark Jaeger, Aldrin Stosia, Nick Adams, and Halleck, Ruben, Carlos, Snow Wolf Marv, Matthew Arapier. Luke Hollywood, they're in Ireland, probably drunk and asleep, both. Simon Luis, man ship, still haven't heard from him, dead. Brian from Arkansas, err uh, uh, ship, Andrew and Belfast <gasps> Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC. Oh no, man, uh uh. My man and your man are uh. man, Rob oh. Lewis brandy <laughs> murray that is brandon and doxing double a Ron there up in minnesota and give a big shout out to all reggie, great reggie.
2: Uh, uh.
1: see there you go eric it went without a hitch without a hitch yeah, it yeah. did. But Perfection. we have a bunch of books we have a bunch of big books this week even page length in there i i forgot or didn't realize that that batman versus robin was a little bit of an oversized oh, was it, story they were telling. I didn't telling. notice yeah. because
0: it wasn't telling a new story. It was telling us what we already oh knew. Oh, my God, Eric.
1: That is shade. That's actually what I thought of it as well. But we'll have to see how that plays out when we go through the reviews. I know a lot of people love that book, but it kind of goes with that idea. We need idea. a few
0: more pages to tell everybody what the Robins are all about.
1: Yeah. It, it's weird. I know that this is something that we bring up a lot, and I'll probably say it while we're doing the review, so I don't know why I'm saying it here. But the idea where just because you've loved, you know, a book doesn't mean that there's not going to be down issues at points. So we'll yeah, see. like if we Jim would...
0: tells a good joke on Twitter, doesn't mean he's always going to tell a good joke.
1: Not always. No, no, that is not the case. <sighs> oh. That I mean that is actually setting a precedent that continues oh. the precedent set before. Jokes always hidden, Eric. <laughs> the jokes uh, on us. But yeah, the whole deal. The only reason <laughs> I, I brought that up is me and you were talking a bit about reviews and things like that before we started recording. And uh, we both agree there's a sad state of reviews out there. But with all that done now, let's go off to the book. If you're through, if you do to know where to go to, I wouldn't count on any of this. Crisis.
2: Characters are like the most stuck in dreams, they try to cope with such
1: bullshit. Not crisis.
2: Dress it like
1: an 80s freaking rerun. Trying hard to write like Brad Morrison. Come, let's mix What once to sell us Now is shit, because the stella is the pits crisis. What's a
2: comic fan to do? I really wish I had a clue. While we all pull out our hair, DC doesn't seem to care. While we
1: yell and holler,
2: they laugh,
1: count their dollars, take all our money and time. There really should be a crime. If you're through and you don't know where to go to, I wouldn't count on any of this. Y'all crisis. Ah, uh, yes, Eric. It is a dark crisis amongst us. Merry
2: crisis. Merry
1: crisis, Eric. Oh, Merry my goodness.
2: Merry crisis indeed. Merry <laughs> crisis. Merry crisis.
0: <laughs> Just the idea of where we are. We're at the penultimate issue of our dark crisis, our big event at DC Comics this year. And does the inclusion of On Infinite Earth mean anything to anybody at this point? No.
1: Actually, I was going to ask you and when we were going into this. One of my biggest plays of this whole deal, penultimate issue, we go in and... Things happen in this issue that start to really make me realize that I don't give a rat's ass about the Infinite Earths. I don't even know that we didn't have them, had them, whatever, after Convergence, all that stuff going down. To have it where, oh, my God, we're going to get the
2: Infinite Earths back. Who would have thunk it? All and the then ones that anybody did...
1: cares about anyway, we already have. So why is it that big a deal? And I remember having some people... You know, kind of give me a little shade because I mean, you, you both were a little positive at the beginning of this. Like, hey, everybody, let's give it a chance. You know, right away, people were clapping back at it, saying, "Well, oh, we've had all these shutdowns. We had all these things going down before." And I stood up oh, and they're like, "Oh, they better not mess with the multiverse." I'm like, well, "Said nobody. I mean, <laughs> nobody cares. So the big stakes here." At the end of all this, especially if you are looking at, say, the solicits and realize that it doesn't look like anything's really going to change that much after this. The big stakes are, are nothing. I mean, this is gristle, not stakes, Eric. I mean, the idea of infinite Earths. You know, you did order the stake. Just. When I read that deal in there, oh, my God, the infinite Earth, it's going to destroy us. I'm like, how and when and what and what's going on here? All we don't wants- even
0: have a proper definition of what happened to the, like, you know, the the multiverse as we know it after Dark Crisis. Uh, not Dark Crisis. was what, Dark Death Metal. I was going to say Dark Metal. But, yeah, after Death Metal and the everything was recreated and we have an Omega Earth and we have a We were told a, we have non world. And- we have no idea what that even means for the main DC multiverse.
1: Yeah, and if you're going to go with the idea, oh, well, this book is actually going to redefine, then I still don't really care because, really, the ones that me and you end up usually dealing with and liking, say, an Earth-3, you know, an Earth-11, these things aren't going to change. They're usually going to be the same deal. Yeah, they may reset again or whatnot, but what are the big things going on? And then you get to the idea at the penultimate issue of this saying – Okay, I guess we could just go with, oh, the the universe might be destroyed. I I don't think so. Cool. And also, it just ends up being like, oh, my God, the Justice League, they're back. Everything in this book ended up really falling so flat. The Justice
0: League are back, and we haven't even gotten through all their dream world
1: individual times. And then you even have a bit where they're going to rev. It's just all over the place. But I guess we could just get right into it right there. Uh, Let's do it, Eric. What are we talking about first?
0: Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number six, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Daniel Sampier, Rafa Sandoval, Alejandro Sanchez, and Roy Pateri. And in this, we get back where we were before, with the big flight going out on outside of the Hall of Justice, and we come to the conclusion that the Green Lantern Corps, as cool as they are, as almighty as they are, they ain't going to be able to help out because their hands are tied. We have, like, you know, Green Lantern stuck in a little prized pocket dimension. We have shadow demons coming out of Necron's, like, Black Lantern, and now their hands are full. So... No Green Lantern help for our heroes this time around. But what we do have instead, I am Batman, is finally here to turn the tides, everybody. Chase Fox is here to save the day for a panel or two.
1: Yeah, he shows up on his motorbike straight from New York City. He got there pretty quick. I saw some people doing what always ends up me doing, where you're figuring out the timing. He went from New York City, Washington, D.C., Made good what's time, going Jim. on. Yeah, he did. And, and the weird play is when he does show up, his big play is, hey everybody! I don't want to be on your team still, but I don't want to let people but die. Merry it's Christmas! Not, not really what he was saying at the end of his issue this week, Merry where Christmas. he seemed to kind of be like, "Yeah, hey, I kind of diss them. I should go and help." But this big fight, and I, I'm telling you, when you end up looking at this fight, and I see, okay, there's John twice. It looks like he's going to go after Doomsday, and or dark side it's the coolest he's, part
0: with
1: doomsday he's the, the thing is though right away at the beginning it looks like dark and him are fighting he's dead I I <laughs> hate to say it I mean I'm looking at some of these showdowns here I'm like th- these characters should be just obliterated like Frankenstein because he was obliterated Jim yeah well uh, we no, could sell I'm him back saying, together I wish I could see this one somebody is like fighting I think there you yeah, have Blue Beetle fighting huh. and Ted court Blue Beetle who seems to have just been hit by doomsday He's dead. I mean, there's no coming back from that. We, we already saw. Is, he is there because of of before
0: when Doomsday first happened in Death of Superman. He was okay. He got over it.
1: You end up where it looks like Necron has just punched Captain Cold in the face. Like They're done. But well, it's just the there to throw why, these I don't know characters. Why, I don't
0: know why Necron would punch Captain Cold in the face. I don't know where you're seeing that just because that doesn't make sense to me with what with- you know, Actually, it looks like army. Flash
1: might be fighting Captain Cold while Necron is avoiding a blast. It's all a mess. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a, looking I'm, at this I'm, at the I'm where you're page. at right now. But even the
0: idea when you have this big spread—it's not even a full spread page. But no. when you see the battle ke- taking place outside of the Hall of Justice, you want this to be big. You want this to be a crisis level event. And even the idea of that—pretty much—it seems like whatever a crisis is going to be now, all you need to do is get a bunch of villains together and say, "We're going to kill us some superheroes." Crisis started because. That is the basis for what De- Deathstroke has been doing, with the Secret Society, yeah, we got some you know great darkness doing army stuff, but essentially the crisis is there because Deathstroke is going after legacy heroes, like no more superheroes, and that's what he was there for. He is there to create a crisis for Pariah because apparently he can do that by just saying, you know, I'm going to kill me some superheroes, but when you have the spread page here, seeing everybody going at it, why do we not get anything of the idea, especially when you have I Am Batman 15 this week where... The Great Darkness. When you're a part of the army, your powers are enhanced. How the hell is it for some reason? Giganta Raven going to take on an enhanced Specter under the thrall? Yeah, that's what
1: I'm saying. These are just ridiculous. I mean, the giant Raven. Hey, we love Raven. She's done. I and so with this, you even have this play where you're going to get a bit of Pariah in here. Pariah, thank God, he gets a play. But even when that happens, he's like, "Woe is me." I don't have my earth. The I great darkness the came to back. me. He whispered in my ear. And then you end up having things thrown out there. Hey, if you read that tie and green issue, you'll know what we put, You didn't find out anything in that issue. Even and the all idea. they said in that was, oh, Pariah isn't really under the thrall of the great darkness. He's tricking The them. great and darkness all this has not the, well played I mean, out.
0: Pariah has corrupted the Great Darkness with his madness that he had when he was within the Great Darkness, just the void center that he was a part of at some point. So now Pariah is affecting this, and somehow his anti matter device that was in a pocket universe, which John Kent somehow pulled out of the green, I think it was at some point, within this weird, you know, the mind of Alan Scott. Somehow he got his device out of this thing, brought it to the real world, even though it should be in his own little pocket dimension. And now this is how we're going to defeat him because we know that Pariah is the big bad. Not is the there, yeah,
1: Is there the crazy deal, though? Everything that you get now, it's not crazy because we have it a lot. You were worried that we're going to get wishing machine by the end. But all in all, what, I think Jim. that we have something <laughs> different. We still may, but Jim, I'm how, telling how you. How did
0: the Justice League get out of Pariah's pocket dimension? And, what and, uh, I'm
1: saying is we have a different type of machine. It's the okay. force the plot forward machine. Is the what anti-matter we're getting. device. There's a, no, a the no answer machine. The, only
0: way, the way to work this anti-matter device and shoot it at the Pariah and, you know, either erase him or give him his own dream world because, you know, things is to think about it. You just got to turn it on. like You got to think about it as if it was made from the antimatter universe. Oh, thank God, Jace Fox is
1: here. Well, thank God, Jace Fox is here to be a guy who, I mean, my dad, he fixed computers and typewriters. I don't know shit about that. Just because he's my dad, you end up where Jace shows up and goes, well, my dad and my brother are pretty smart with stuff like this. So let me get a Kraken and ends up Doing it. And it's just ridiculous. Going
0: There's no reason for Jace Fox to have Vol do anything for him.
1: No, it's it's almost like they have a checklist. And where you would normally have a checklist, you'd have a, you know, okay, this character does that. This seems like a checklist of we gotta get them involved. Let's force the shit through. Because in that, why didn't he call Vol? If you really want to show you know the characters, yeah. Get Vaughn. Hey, Vaughn, I know you're back in New York, but what do you think with this? Vaughn wouldn't know anyway. It's something so out of the realm of any possibility of knowing. But there you go. You have it going on. It's just so wacky. Now, you have now, a couple again, things. I, I don't like how we have the
0: anti-matter device and like how we plucked it from Alan Scott's con- like you know connection to the green with swamp thing. However the hell it worked with the deadly green, or however the hell we got it, because... That issue was a mess thrown through that I struggled to try to understand. Apparently, everybody's on board because John Kent said, hey, we found something cool. We're all we all on board now. But when you have the Justice League and Pariah's pocket dimension, they are connected to their own dream worlds because Pariah had killed them. They've been resurrected with these worlds. And if you get rid of one, the other goes as well. So you have to bring our heroes back. How are you going to do that? Well, uh, Green Lantern and Hal Jordan, I was able to use Necron's connection to the darkness to follow you here. Maybe I can use the light of my ring to connect this to the rest of the Green Lantern Corps to get us home. And Barry's all like, well, I use Mary my Christ own just- connection to our multiverses to navigate uh, vib- the multiverse vibrations to navigate. And then Hal's like, but we don't know if we'll be enough to break your cosmic connections to the world. The prize created all of us might not get back, which essentially means, "Fuck you where I go quill and green arrow off my like, God. Damn it. Why would you do this to me?
2: Yeah.
1: And so the- they're going through all this, but again, it's not that it shouldn't be that complicated. You have the penultimate issue. I laugh about the whole infinite crisis and when you talk about a wishing machine. At least I can tell you that I can say, oh, it was a wishing machine. By the end of Final this, Christ, if somebody yeah. says to me, hey, uh, what happened? How'd they get out of those worlds? How'd they do this? You'll be hard-pressed to remember or even be able to explain. Green Lantern magic, speed force magic. Yeah, and have them each say a little, you know, nice little thing about the other in as they go. say, run, Barry,
0: <laughs> run. I'm like, for some reason, I want him to uh, say instead of run, Barry, run. That's a flash factor, or something along those lines. For yeah, some reason, run, cool. run Barry, run was not like the, the thing that I needed at that point in time when they, with their powers combined, we are getting our friends home.
1: Yeah, and, and you have Joshua Williamson who's really desperately trying to you know, make it this feels moment and the family moment and the thing well, that you're going to have. Gonna
0: the have. idea that Ali knows he might not make it back, but there are members of the Justice League. They know every time they go to do something, they might not come home. And even though Black Canary is upset because this might be a one-way ticket that Oliver can't come back from, he wasn't even meant to be here. He latched on to her because he wasn't about to let her go off on her own because they always stick together. The idea that he might not make it back, he is Green Arrow, though. He is Oliver Queen. He knows the risk. He's willing to take them because... Earth needs the just like Earth needs its heroes, and he's just an archer. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, and he's okay, not going to let them Gretzky.
1: miss this one. There we go. And it's it's an okay line when he talks about it. Gets everybody inspired, and you actually have really been impressed with Green Arrow Oliver uh, for quite Everywhere some time he now. Goes. He has been stepping up, even Elseworld stuff. He's the one Took stepping on up. got punched in the face, came back to life. It's okay, but I didn't really have any. Oh my god, what's going to happen to him? I hope he. It- it's just everything's getting thrown at you as if there is a laundry list of stuff that has to happen in this, so it's going to happen. We need the Justice League back, so it's going to happen. Yeah, mention that we get the green lantern powers combined with Speed Force Vibrational deals, a couple would you, would you words, and off they go, and they show up, but when they show back up, it's like, Really, like, it it just fell flat to me. It didn't end up feeling like anything big, obviously. We knew they'd come back. I I got
0: the feels really hardcore when John Kent stepped up to be Superman right now, since his father's gonna, as far as anybody knows, dead and gone. He needs to be Superman right now. And when he steps up to do this to take on Doomsday by himself, fucking Darkseid as well, whatever. And when Doomsday's going in for that killing blow and Superman shows back up they block the punch for his boy, I'm like, nah, oh, that's fucking awesome. I didn't
1: get any feels because, first off, John is ridiculous thinking he's going to do anything. He's just going to he, get he's killed. He's a hero. He has to do something. It, not when you know they're going to destroy you. And it really just goes with that's the a, idea that, that this issue. Didn't you listen to what issue, said? Hey, no, John didn't. He was is, in this pocket dimension. is what a hero does. So in all this, though, where this is going down, in my mind, it's such a wreck because you end up having Deathstroke and this darkness army of his, right? Yeah. You end up having them, but that kind of gets lost in the shuffle of the big, giant darkness army of the few and the big and the proud, Eric. Oh, yeah, you got the there. generals
0: and you got the lieutenants. You got the little yeah.
1: privates down it's there, you know, like mane. you know, like You know, you try biggest. to go it. you <laughs> have, you know, Garth. He ends up becoming a werewolf, a wolf man, Eric, the wolf man. And in that, you have, like you said, Frankenstein get ripped in half. But what does that do to Frankenstein? I mean, the guy can come back Well, again, that's the thing.
0: I was thinking about this today, the idea of this big crisis, the stakes, everything, where, you know, Pariah needs these heroes to fall. For everything, for whatever reason, it's going to fuel his machine, which is going to fuel the new multiverse and bring back his world and stuff like that. But what are the stakes, ultimately, when we know that the machine itself, when Pariah sets off our heroes? It destroyed them, but it put them in their own dream world scenarios, and that's where they lived, and using would you, would you, Green Lantern slash, you know, Speed Force magic, we can bring them back, except for Green Arrow. But when you have other heroes going here, I'm like, where are the stakes? Who was actually dead after this whole secret society, you know, attack on heroes and legacy heroes throughout the entire world? And that's what I'm like, saying. This who whole is actually dead? Because even I'm when you mad. have Chupacabra with a goddamn bomb strapped to his chest, or when, like, you know, he's fine. When Beast Boy gets shot in the brain pan, He's fine. But when you have these other heroes show up to take on Pariah, cause we're, you know, Justice League United situations, and he, he uses his Pariah magic to go and disintegrate Firestorm, uh, Ted Kord, Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, and even Connor Hawk, who looks a lot like his father when he's disintegrating. I don't know if that's it's very saying, odd. Really when he was disintegrating.
1: Stuff. I even cause, went cause back and I'm like, well, i well, him like that. just had a lot of it? wrinkles?
2: Yeah, really. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I like, actually got thrown up to now. That.
0: Especially because when we turn the machine then on Pariah, and then he gets disintegrated as well, maybe to heaven, maybe to hell, maybe to his own dream world, the world he lost. Who knows what's actually going on, but we have one more issue. Are these actually heroes dead and gone? It's going to be a weird situation, but if they're not done, if we just bring them back, like, oh, look, we're going to do a little widget, widget, magic. We'll bring these heroes back, disconnected from the dream worlds, as we just did.
1: What happened with It'll this with crisis? It'll be the antimatter again. It'll be that Pariah sent them to a play It'll just come back. It doesn't seem like there's any stakes to this at oh, Jim. especially going forward. And in that, I'm like, well, Connor, they're kind of making a push for it here, so I don't think he's that, but Firestorm. It'll just show up later. I mean, his
0: graduation special coming out.
1: He does, and half of the things going on in this, all I can keep thinking, and it's going to come up in this podcast episode. The idea that most of the writers don't even give a rat's ass or care or know about any sort of continuity, we'll just see them come up with no explanation anyway. But I think that that will be explained.
0: When you have this second row of heroes coming in to try to fight the good fight, and you have this cool little like panel of. Steel, the Ray, Nubia, Connor Hawk, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, and Miss Martian. I'm like, yes, we need more of these characters, and especially together, because that is a cool combination of heroes.
1: Yeah, and
0: maybe like they we said much? earlier... No,
1: but it's cool to see them. And so what's going on here is that well, idea. Justice hey, me. remember, there is no Great Darkness. It's actually Pariah, he ends up, he's you know, duping that, but then maybe he's not, and that whisper in the ear, so what we'll get is Yara Flora to put her lasso around Hell. him so that he knows that she's is have a lasso? being the deal. She does have a lasso. It's supposed to be the Bolo lasso that okay. she has. And it is because a weird lasso. It's actually, and this is kind of bullcrap. I
0: sat there thinking to myself after
1: after like Diana died, did they give like the lasso to uh, Yara Floor? But she does have a lasso. And really, how it's explained, this will get people mad. Who And we like Yara Floor. But people who are mad when you get these legacy characters and they end up, it's like the lasso of truth times 80 is how it was explained by Joel Jones. And it's she doesn't put it around them to make them tell the truth. She puts the it around them to force them to tell that the truth. The it's difference. like a combo. I don't know. and that's But she does You're say talk. with all that, when I went back then and read and she says, you need to see the truth. She is commanding him to see it. So I give Joshua, it was props that it does seem like. I didn't submit, like, you to okay. d- submit
0: you to do this, but I forced you to do that.
1: I mean, and it's really like this side note that Joel Jones at one point said, oh, yeah, it's a lasso of truth. You got but it's subs, like, you got downs, and then you got forcers. Yeah. So she ends up forcing him to see the truth, which he does. And then that's the deal. Oh my god, I just, all he wants is his home back, Eric. Home. He don't have a home. But the crybaby don't deserve it. It almost feels like the crybaby could have kind of been changed way back where they're like, hey, this is your you know, just give him the black mercy. That's all the guy wants. I don't even think he Honestly, cares yeah. if it's he'll real.
0: Ass up black I don't even be think he cares if
1: it's real. He just wants to be with his what family. Do you mean that-
2: He's done messed up,
0: you know, even that weird AI holographic world that you know why like Superman tried to work with Cyborg Superman with before he broke out. Like, here, have your perfect world in the Fortress of Solitude
1: prison. If we don't think, and again, I think that this is so you know, telegraphed the idea that he's going to be in his own dream world, like he put the Justice League, he's going to be in his own deal that he thinks it's great and that it's going to pull out. Yeah, oh my god, back. it's like Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere, where he's in a globe, and you know the nonsense.
0: It's not like Saint Elsewhere. Just like Flashpoint Beyond, where the Flashpoint universe is in the Saint Elsewhere.
2: No, but that's
1: actually real. I think that this whole deal will be a fake Earth that he's in, like Black Mercy. Well, your heart and his heart is in the wrong place, I think. But yeah, I just I wonder. You know, when that happens or if the idea of this, oh, my God, I could just imagine it's like they're running from these infinite earths like it's damn Godzilla coming out of the bay. And there's me and you like we need to run. (laughs) Like, What's going on? I don't get the overall impact of a lot of the things going on because it's just being thrown at you. And even this big, dark army that you ended up having. They just come in, and that's why I think John's there to go after them because they haven't really job done for Superman, much. Yeah, you don't have anything going on, so John's like, "Oh, I better go and attack them." John throws Superman himself to bad. the
0: lions to take on the biggest bads that nobody else can take on because he is Superman here. And yes, he is willing to lay down his life. He gets his peak to hell, but he is still willing to do this because he is a Superman through and through. And I love this little bit, like the macro idea of the story and how things flat. work out. It, it's like, you know, too convoluted and doesn't really follow through with everything it's trying to set up in my mind. And when you look at the little micro bits of it where you have the individual characters, it works a lot better, I think. And John, I mean, what's part, was John? Later, like,
1: John has to fight these guys so they, what, don't kill Frankenstein again? I mean, Darkseid has more been there. more people here. He's in the middle, but he hasn't done shit. They're standing around. You have this fight going on for at least some time, and there's Doomsday. This army that comes down should have obliterated Everybody there, including, you know, Deathstrokes guys. These people should have been all dead. They're standing around waiting for John to attack. Yeah. He rips a freaking Frankenstein apart, but he's just standing there. He's not doing anything. At that point, you see Necron behind just, he's watching. Everybody's got their hands in their pockets. It's, it just doesn't feel like that needs to be done. It didn't feel like this was the moment. Oh my God. If, if John doesn't do something, it's all gonna go that because they aren't really doing anything. Like you said, we didn't see well, at
0: the point in time when John needs to do this, he needs to buy everybody time because they have the antimatter device and they need to figure out how to use it and what to do with it. So he needs to throw himself to the lions to make sure that the dark army doesn't stop them from finishing this job.
2: The biggest stakes that you
1: had though was Pariah blasting those other heroes. The actual Dark Army has done shit except kill Frankenstein. And I just it just ended up being. Okay, there's that scene, that scene. Oh, there's Captain Adam. That's kind of cool. And in the meantime, Pariah is just getting the lasso and yelling, Oh my God, I see, I was due a and he ends up That voice you know, wasn't the Great Darkness, then.
0: it was me talking to myself and infecting the Great Darkness with my insanity. Crazy. And a-
1: as he's dissipating off like that, he's like, All right, finally, I think it's because he already sees the pearly heaven. gates of his world. I'm in heaven. Yeah, and I don't even think he's in heaven. I think he's no, just, no, just one those he's I know. in one of the old worlds. But that's personal what it's heaven. like, yeah. So off he goes, but you do end up having You know, Superman come in and the Justice League show up as everybody goes and stops this. And then in the middle of the deal, yeah, you stop the punch of Doomsday, right? There's no time to hug and kiss here. There's other things going You're going to
0: going on in the Superman Son of Kal-El book, but even the idea where you have to like to wonder about what Black Adam's motives are because he's been a big jerk-ass this entire time throughout the crisis, through and through, about even going to the Legion of Doom because they're going to get shit done, unlike that stupid new Justice League, the Johns. But he's not his father, and he's been sitting out on the sidelines with Mr. Terrific most of the time. Mr. Terrific's doing like the logistics stuff with Black Adam just bitches about. These guys can't do nothing. you shut up, Black Adam. We're trying to work here. But at the end, when when Black Adam does come back and John is just taking on the generals of this dark army by himself, he is broken, bloody, and bruised. he is about to take a full frontal facial (laughs) by doomsday.
2: But when Black
0: Adam does run in, he tries to save John's life right there. It's just too bad that he's pulled aside by other people. I think it's Gorilla. Actually, I think it's the shaggy man and Lex Luthor under the thrall of the dark army and stuff like that. But that's when Superman shows up and you have this amazing thing where he blocks the punch. And then the idea of well, what Doomsday has meant to their family. And then, ever again, when they both do, both the Superman punch Doomsday and throw him back. It's fine.
1: It's again, it really didn't get me at all. And it didn't because of the fact that there really were no stakes. I never thought that John was going to get killed here. And I think it's really more of a setup, maybe for Deathstroke to go, you know what? These legacy characters pretty cool because he's mad at the beginning before Pariah ends up dissipating the idea that he's been duped hey you were supposed to let me do this you're only concerned with yourself and you know you kind of now shut up and do it. <laughs> yeah, and then you you have this army, but like but I said, but now talking
0: yeah. about Deathstroke and what his motivations are. Honestly, he's just you know he's doing stuff. But I still think he's being under the thrall of the Dark Army himself yeah, as I well. But, but I it mean, doesn't but that- really matter what his motivations are because he's going to do his master's bidding for who, well, how he's being controlled at this point in time. But when we get rid of Pariah in the story and the idea, of the Great Darkness was never the big threat, but he was still around doing dark, like Great Darkness stuff. Now the Pariah is not as conduit. He's gonna jump over to the next thing like a virus and for whatever reason we then have deathstroke who is our our main big bad who's going to be now the he looks like the way that the joker did at the end of the arkham asylum video games when he became titan joker now he's just titan you know great darkness deathstroke i'm like that is not a great way to end this even though i love death but for what he's done so far the idea of the crisis it has all been deathstroke besides for pariah killing the you know quote killing the justice like because just going around and threatening some superheroes crisis time everybody
1: yeah and even when you're going through you have you know before even the League comes back you do end up having nightwing desperately saying ravager don't let this happen don't be under the thrall of your father but she's under the full thrall she's fighting his roundhouse is fighting come on roundhouse
2: you're a good guy you can and so all this going down shut up (laughs) but
1: again when when i see this and we have one more issue left and you end up having this bulked out deathstroke grabbing both and nightwing i can only think that he's gonna end up yeah and but i think he's gonna end up looking and like oh what have i become oh my god he's gonna fight back from it he's not gonna kill his daughter that's this whole thing that he's into so all in all though i just i there wasn't enough setup of the we said this dark army and i mean the main army is so overpowered that we were waiting and waiting and waiting. This seemed to be the big thing. And then when they finally show up, they're just kind of like lazying about, they kill Frankenstein maybe because he's Frankenstein. And then they end up getting, you know, punched back doomsday. But other than that, where, where are they? What do they do? You didn't set up enough of this. You're standing back and letting the pawns do the job. Yeah. But they're not, that's like not really, they're there to really kick ass. They're the big deal. They're not, Ordering people around, they're not no, the strategist But he's gone now. This is what I'm saying. He then goes, "What is going on?" And even then, you force the idea. Well, we thought with Pariah gone uh-huh, that they would Why actually end possessed? up not being controlled. Well, they're still possessed, and here we go. So everything, every step of the way, to me makes it seem like it doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter what was going on
0: because we have Pariah creating a new multiverse to dest- after we destroyed this one and stuff like that to get his world back. And while we have the, like, you know, most of our heroes fighting here at the Hall of Justice, we did see previously that the JSA is traveling the multiverse to try to stop the spread of the Great Darkness. And pretty much to say, look, that's, that darkness is still a spread and we don't know what's going on, but it ain't done yet. I'm like, why couldn't we, like, Ooh, what right. are they really doing in the multiverse? I don't think we'll ever know. They're not really stopping any spread as far as I'm concerned. They might be killing or just stopping some, you know, shadow demon, but really, what are we doing in the multiverse? Bring the JSA in here. I want to know what
1: the hell's going on with the Omega Earth there in, in the else world. It's just a, it's it's kind of a mess. I mean, I don't really know what to center on because now we have one issue left. And you, Pariah was kind of at least somebody we could center on and get upset about. No, man, let's take down Pariah. And now then you just see drug. him kind of just you know disappear and Even now when it's he disappears stroke. and
0: now it's deathstroke well who's to say that the way things are now unless we have a big swerve for our final issue because let's say we take down titan deathstroke for who's for some reason just the titan and pariah wasn't but let's say we take it down what's to stop the great darkness from jumping in the next big bad and going on and on and on so i think we have to get in touch like you know, next issue let's watch it be swamping trying to lull him back to sleep again
2: yeah, it it'll be
1: something like that and then people some people not many cuz I don't see a lot of people talking about this in a positive light much. They'll be like, "Oh, that's cool. That's classic." But no, you got to make your own classic. You got to end up doing your own thing here and this is what we actually feared from Joshua Williamson. This is a guy who people like him. He has some good books, he has some okay books, but when he ends up having a story it does tend to lose track of what's going on. It ends up petering out by, and it has done it again. You're changing so much in this last issue and not really going with what you had the big, the big set. Again, I'll keep saying it, but this huge dark army. We sat there and we thought to ourselves, how are done. they possibly going to beat them? There's no way. So you're waiting for this moment, especially since we hadn't seen them. We're waiting for this big moment of what will it take? And we don't even get that. We end up getting doomsday pushed back, but it's not defeated. It's a nice moment between a father and son, John and Clark. But overall, it, it didn't really do anything. There's a bunch of people fighting. They end up where the Just League comes back to turn the tide, but I don't even know what the tide was. And so you end up getting murky. rid of Pariah. And now all of the focus is, it's like a, a whirlpool in my head. Now it's just great darkness who's been corrupted by and now pariah. It's great dark. And it's back to, why didn't you just have that at the beginning? To have it corrupted by Pariah, you're starting to jump through hoops to get some sort of story here, and I don't get it. And so by the end, I just don't know. With
0: Constantine's revelations of what's going on, talking, to commuting with the great darkness... Even he just seemed to be like the idea. Like I never got the idea that Pariah was the key to like what's going on to Great Darkness. It only seemed like man itself was the problem. Man itself, yeah. Remember the Great that Dugas. was it,
1: yeah. And so you were going to try to work on something, and who knows? We never know the behind the scenes for the most part. But no, no, this just seems like maybe he's like five people got five different changes going on. Oh, no, by the way, Joshua Williamson, stop that. We got to do this, and because it doesn't feel like a coherent story with a true vision. Of how this was going to go and how it was going to end. Right now it feels like a total mess. And right now I'm outraged
0: because Oliver Queen didn't make it back.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's not there. But again, I think by the end, with those other characters like your precious firestorm, I think that it's going to be anti-matter. I think you're going to get the love wishing machine again. I think you'll wish the people back into existence, and it's ridiculous there. We
0: just got to find where their little worlds are, and we can bring them back with Green Lantern slash Speed force Magic. I love
1: where, where you actually then have Oliver. Now he's like, thank God I have my own actual world, not a fudge deal now. And then he's like, oh, shit, I'm still freaking Robin Hood. Who's writing this? He's he doesn't like, get a world, Jim. Oh, he's gone. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, no, he might just be dead. He, he, That's that, what I'm saying. He's gone. That's going killed him. But again, you might have had it through that. You can make it work that they're in the antimatter, would you, would you? When it goes through, he just gets sucked back into that again. Who knows? Uh, I mean, it's easy to go with because every step of the way, you'll, you'll have Jace Fox press some buttons on a machine that is so well beyond well, anything even the idea. anybody would well, know yeah,
0: the anti-matter works. device of pariah and he's lecturing mr Trettick, just think about it like it was made from the anti-matter universe like what do you know about the anti-matter universe street batman
2: yeah
1: really and that's where i thought right away when you try to get character like a jay Sox involved he's a street level guy that it doesn't it. So, you need well just be for him gangbuster at
0: this point. If gangbuster was there, say I'd figure it was ridiculous as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there a character gangbang? That'd be pretty cool, right? Using guns <laughs> a lot and stuff, finger banging. Bang, bang, Eric, you do it.
0: What would you give this? Ultimately, I think the art in this is great through and through. There's a lot yeah, of I great moments the in the fight really scene good. that look amazing. I'm like, seeing the characters that I love to see, yes, they might have gotten evaporated in front of my face and traumatized me for the rest of my life. It's <laughs>
1: like all the characters you love, I right? Know,
0: every single one except for Booster Gold, but like, Thankfully, we didn't see Steel get disintegrated, but he was in the background when everybody else was jumping in, so maybe he was. Who knows? Like I said before, the macro idea of the story, the overall plot, it doesn't fully come together with me and like the Great Dark Prize stuff. It kind of falls flat, but the individual character moments in this I think, besides for Jace Fox, who comes off very odd, work out through and through, and I think it looks great. It sounds great at times, and I look forward to the final issue because I need to know how this dark crisis ends, even if I'm not a fan of it at this point in time right now. But this issue's not too terrible. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Oh,
1: you're, you're going to suck a test seven. You're ten. way higher than me. I'm giving it a kiss She's my grip layers. six. I uh the the character moments, and I mean what little you had. You had the rah rah speech by Oliver. That was pretty good. Then you end up having the moment with John and Clark. Okay. You you said that you got some feels from it, but I really totally. didn't have any others besides that. You even had it when they come back and like, Roy. Hey there, Dinah, what's up? I'm like, what, what How do I you care here? about Dinah and Roy? I, You because know, if you're going to do this, because that was close. just, there was no, there was that was only to point out that Oliver wasn't there. There was no other well, reason. This is the
0: first time on that Black Canary seen Roy alive since he came back.
1: And again, it's just, it felt it forced. It felt like a way to just say, oh, by the way, Oliver didn't make it through in that. And I bet you a lot of people didn't even get that. The idea of what happened and why Oliver isn't back and things like that. And it just all felt like a mess. It felt like, oh, no, we only have two issues left. we got to get this going. So instead of having this huge army that seemed unbeatable, really wrecked house and have to be stopped by something incredible, let's just have a couple little scenes. They're just hanging around. They're watching. Then you have Deathstroke's army that gets lost in the shuffle. You barely can tell what is going on at points, though so the art is great and there's a lot of characters. But now you
0: have the Justice League back, Jim. They're going to be looking at that dark army. like, I am not hear no bell.
1: Really? I mean, the seriously, <laughs> too. They, they round one, that was a Mike Tyson fight back in the day. You end up paying for this pay per view that lasted ten seconds, and you're going to pay for it again. The thing I'm not is, we, never, we again. never
0: got to see it all the way through because Pryor intervened. Maybe the Leslie could have came through in the end, even though There's it seems hopeless.
1: No I mean, at, at this point, Raven eyeing up—it's like you know—you end up having the Spectre and Raven giving each other the stink eye. This is big trouble. And I just I Spectre don't know George. You ended up where Joshua Williamson, I think that he did some things early on, like that big dark arm. That was for wow factor. That was, oh, my God, how are we going to defeat them? And then he has no way to. So they kind of got pushed aside. Now they just show up to stand around. I thought it was such a, a convoluted issue with things saying, hey, if you don't know what that is, go see the deadly green. We saw the deadly green and got shit from that. We're out of nowhere at the end oh, what's this device think? I'll bring this anti-matter deal. Look can we get? And that's a big, de- that, that is so ridiculous to to have it center on that. And then Chase Fox, oh, beep boop boop I need something to do. My dad, he's smart guy. <laughs> what is going on? But the art is still really good. Sam, dead.
0: Ziggy says you have to fix the anti-matter
1: device to leap. Yeah, he's like, I guess I ain't leap it anymore. <laughs> leap year is over. Uh, but... I still give it a six because of the art, and I am intrigued. Right now, I'm more watching to be like, "All right, how the hell does this oh, yeah, shit exactly. get changed?" It's not even like anticipating with glee. Now I just want to see how it ends, and I'm really afraid that it's going to be a bunch of bullshit. But I'm we'll really see. You know, Firestorm's really dead. So is Green Arrow. Be funny. Firestorm is dead. Nobody realizes for four years, but you. Shut You're your mouth. Like
0: out. oh what? But the thing is, we say that. I don't know how any of this works out. Since, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and everything we've seen so far, Doomsday Clock is continuity, and in that, we found out the Professor Stein was a bad guy locked up, and there's no one for Ronnie Raymond to freaking you know fuse to, to become Firestorm anymore. So I have no idea how Firestorm keeps showing up to begin with. I need that explained first. and you want to take it all the way back like, well, it's Jason Rush. What well, if you take it all the way back to the Legends of Tomorrow, where I say that's in continuity, where Jason Rush had it so his Firestorm Matrix was taken away so he could never become Firestorm again? How is this working out? I think How there are certain Firestorm? characters
1: like a Firestorm. When he shows up, he's showing up new every time. <laughs> they always end up having to change shit up with him and the Matrix anyway. So we'll see. We'll see that Death Metal ended up resetting him, Eric. Maybe that'll be what they say. But we'll move on to the next book. It's the other big book this week, and I hope that I'm not as angry about this one. And I'm not, but it just ends up being a little bit lackluster. It really ended up that way. It's Batman versus Robin number three, written by Mark art by Mumad Asar, colors by Jordi Belair, and letters by Steve Wands. And in this issue with a book that we've really been enjoying, we actually have enjoyed this book, maybe not as much as some, but you end up really centering on the idea of Batman finding out that he hasn't been a good father, and he really, really set these the Robins up. I I don't know if he realized this, but Dick Grayson, he fashioned the Sylvan Agrabat. And you know, even that, that was a weird that, one. That I, I didn't love that one.
0: Look, you can do, say whatever you want about Tim, Drake, Stephanie yeah, Brown, and Jason right. Todd. They will have their grievances. When you have the idea that Dick Grayson's biggest grievance against his mentor and friend and father figure is you took me out of the
1: spotlight. Oh, I you mean that he's a Grayson. narcissistic prick? Like, okay. Get out of here. Stop yeah, that it. didn't seem right at all. I mean, the idea that that's his big nonsense that he's upset about. You took me out of the spotlight and made me go behind him. And no, Nobody stopped you from still being Dick Grayson. You just had to be Robin. You're the one who wanted to be it. But, you know, you have this where Batman and Alfred are heading off to Lazarus Alfred. Island. <laughs> and, yeah, you end up where... Alfred, we kind of knew before that something wasn't right. You really get it full out here. You also have where Damien is able to take care of a bunch of characters. You end up seeing Batwoman and Oracle. They have what appears to be glowing breathing masks and on. his mother. Yeah, and so you can't end up like, he's like, okay, everybody's taken care of. We're going to get going. Alfred, we see he is being controlled. And they're waiting for him. The big play here is that, you know, the 666 Robin Batman... Uh, of damon he has the robins he has all the other robins and he's well, giving Batman them needs their a group tools. Of robins jim well yeah and he's giving them you know the trident of poseidon the coat of cl- Cagliostro, Cagliostro. the acoustic of black bison and dick grayson gets the sword of sin so all this goes on and, the idea? And i
0: know we're collecting magical items you're going to see a lot of crazy stuff that you know we'll see but who in the, like, it just seems like such a far, not even far fetched, just seems like a far cry for anybody to know the acoustic of Black Bison, who's a Firestorm villain.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it, it was weird, some of these you know, things Black going Bison, on. He always comes to mind when you think of villains in DC comics. Some of the progression, even when Batman will grab some of these things and use them himself, and I'm like, When the ba- oh, he's got the, the trident. At points I didn't even realize some of the things going on, but really, this is going to be Batman in. A scenario that I think we've all seen many a time, maybe not all together, but the idea of like a nightmares version of Batman seeing his faults. He's going to go in here, but this is a little different because they're mind controlled robins yes yeah, so they, they are things. under the
0: influence of the devil Nazar with magical weapons which is also with the sort of sin that nightwing's carrying and i'm guess holding in the proximity like he's within their terror radius so it's affecting batman with the idea of yeah guilt and that's being thrown in from at the, the end
1: of sin. Yeah. i mean and, and that's kind of a shame why am i
0: feeling like this i've wronged these kids so many times before why am i feeling bad about it right now when it's brought to my face for the 50th time oh it's a sort of sin at the end,
1: it actually gets wiped out. Like the idea, oh my God, why am I upset that I ruined oh, your kids' lives? No and oh, it wasn't me. I really don't care. It was the Sword of Sins. I'm like, why did you do that? That's so weird. Like, you could have just used that with Dick Grayson by the end there when you're in the presence of it. But he actually says, oh yeah, now I get it. When I got on this island, it wasn't that I was being a, a little bit of a, you know, it, Nonsense! I ended up being controlled, so it just threw it off in my mind. But in that, you have Alfred and him, and we know Alfred is controlled, and and it, it even yeah, works. Yeah. So he got. Oh, I'll be with you. No, Alfred, you stay here. All right, Alfred's just there on the beach <laughs> with the bat. We're I'm guys, not going right. in that jungle. Yeah, let's go. And Batman goes, and there's weird. Dialogue, the inner monologue going with Batman, I thought was a little off at points. There was a lot of weird stuff going on. And then you end up having odd things like Damien and Talia. I love when Damien's like, I can't trust you, mom. You tried to kill me a couple of times. I wanted her to say, no, 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 I succeeded a couple times. I get, times. you know, what like, it really?
0: really bothered me for the idea. How could I trust you when you've tried to have me killed? I'm like, bitch she killed you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: it was you. Your daddy struggled to get you back.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that a scene progression of that would have been great to dig into that with Jason Todd. The idea where he's like, and basically it's like, you didn't come and try to help me when I was Red Hood. You were a criminal. Yeah, but you could have helped me. No, you should have really went with the idea that he went to heaven and hell to get Damien back. And you didn't do that for me. Uh, And again, that's kind of a Tim thing at the beginning. Yeah. Well, and Tim says, you know, once Damien came, you ended up just replacing me. And it was bullshit. It was so weird,
0: too, because I'm telling you the thing is, I was actually like, this is something that's been brought up a million times whenever you're talking about Tim Drake and the idea even of his identity now. Is he a Robin? Is he Red Robin? How can he be this thing that has been like, you know, has passed him over because we have a Damien Wayne for, you know, 15 years now? I'm terrible at math, but it's been a long time, is what I'm saying. But the idea where we were in the DC universe when Damien came along, like, it really was screwed up for Batman to really cast him aside like that. And because, you know, Tim's father had died, he had been adopted by Bruce Wayne. He was at one point, he was like in charge of, you know, Wayne Enterprise and stuff like that. You know, Steph had died. And then I think maybe she, I'm trying to remember how the timeline worked. But at this point, you know, it's like, okay, I got another son now. You, I'm, I'm done with you, Tim Drake. So we're, actually, at that point, it was, it was still Tim Wayne.
1: Yeah. And and again, you're you're throwing these things out there, but you're not going to get enough of them. I mean, if you're going to go with this classic cliche trope deal, then have it where, not at the end where Batman pretty much wipes it away and says, "Hey, it was the sort of sins, you know." Oh, good! All that guilt wasn't really mine. <laughs> and I really wanted something with Steph because he has Tim first, and Mark Wade's kind of playing this game of. All right. Batman's thinking, why would Tim be first and then Steph? Oh, I get it. Because there's more of them. I'm like, uh you know, you, it doesn't really work that way. But I wanted Steph to come and there's more to talk about Steph in this because when you end up having him recently, the big push of reminding people, Hey, a hot afternoon, she was, she was a Robin. And yeah. it's kind of been pushed and people were. Upset every time it would come up. I think people have kind of just gotten over that fact. I've but never counted would. it. Remember at the beginning, you would have people when they'd say, oh, we're going to have a Robin celebration. There's a Steph. Steph, what? That People would lose their mind. I wish that in this, you play along with that wink, wink, where Steph says, yeah, you ended up ditching me very quick, which he did, but also just throw in nobody accepted me as a Robin and I needed you to do that. You never did. And I thought that that would have been at least a cool moment in this to do something a little bit different but it's just pretty much paint by numbers robin's upset batman realizing wait a second you mean i i hurt these kids oh my goodness why didn't anybody <laughs> I tell a me mentor slash father yeah, i mean we have done this gut- and gotten even the idea of james tynan's run of batman and going the idea hey he doesn't trust anybody i'm gonna trust people you're my family you're the bat family for this to be like Oh, man, I didn't realize that I was such an asshole. This is like me finding out my kids don't like me, Eric. I'm telling you, it was you're a shock to time. me. It was every a time. shock to me. But now I know. Now I realize. So you're going down Do the you? things, and I, I think it's, well, I oh, I wish it wasn't the when case. When it happens so,
0: again, you're going to be shocked again.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. But, yeah, he's going through these. And, again, I saw a lot of people gave on the site. He gave this a 9-5. I'm like, I, I don't get it. Because it seems very paint-by-numbers to me. These these are things that everybody
0: knows. All the Batman elements of this, honestly, are the things I can forget about because they are just rehashing things that Batman Robin fans will know because it's constantly brought up over and over again. And when you even have the idea of Alfred, when we find out, well, Batman, like, you know, we all get to discover together. I was resurrected. A piece of Alfred's soul was resurrected by the devil Nesha to, you know, throw out there with just enough information to pass, you know, Batman's test. But he skipped a few things, like Alfred doesn't like oolong tea. We never did this in a Riddler's Labyrinth and stuff like that. And just the idea where you know Alfred's going to die all over again—it's heartbreaking. But I don't need you to have this guilt, son, because you were halfway around the world. There's nothing you could do to save me. Like, he was on vacation. There's and just my tweet. In P.I. Costume. That was
1: my tweet of yeah. He's don't like you didn't even
0: have the guilt either because he's got the same problem. You he could have done a lot.
1: That's all he needed to say. Alfred should have said right there. And Alfred has a demon in him. They ended up getting. Part of his soul, then connecting that. And I thought that what this was then going to give us would be the vessel to actually then bring him back. And he says, he even says at the end, I'll be back, but I'll be back right this time. I actually thought that when you end up solving this, that that would be the vessel deal. But, and it is, you know, the idea that Batman knew that's kind of a cool deal. You see that Batman's smart, but the idea all, it just has to stop with. Please tell Damien, make sure he realizes it was nobody's fault. Nobody's fault. Just leave it at that. Let me rest in peace. And when you have Mark Wade writing it, who wasn't at DC at the point of that Batman deal and all that, I just seem to think that he doesn't know that Batman was just vacationing like a smacked ass, dressed up as Magnum P.I. at that point. And if you go by semantics, what Alfred... Should say is listen, listen here, my boy. Daddy's on
0: vacation. <laughs> I need you to go and storm Gotham and make sure that our father slash butler doesn't get himself
2: killed. Yeah, okay? and remember,
1: I'll send you a wink, wink if it's not the case. But he's busy kayaking like he's Magnum PI and never got back to him. So damien ends up going in. So Alfred should say, "Listen, it was bullshit. You went on vacation, but when I was going to get my next nap, you couldn't get back in time because you were vacationing like an asshole."
2: I mean, so it he was forgives for fault. that.
1: It is Batman's fault, but don't let it be Damien's fault. Don't get too much. Just say, listen, it was nobody's fault, but if you think it is, forgive you anyway. Like I would. I'll be back. artist sucker. What we had in the Robin book with
0: the, you know, the Alfred of the mind who was talking to Damien this entire time, that was enough to have this here. It just feels like a bit of the more stuff. And then touching things to how Batman couldn't save him because it was a bullshit story that Tom King wrote for when Alfred died. But when you have the devil Nezha stuff and stuff like that. The continued collection, that's why we had all these magical items for the Robins to have. You have this situation, like, that's cool, you're going to use all these things to give the Robins the upper hand. But when you continue to use Black Alice to use her new power powers here to transfer the magical energy of people and things into the Helm of Fate, that is badass, especially when you see that the is, solicitations the part. Previous, I want more of previous Lazarus Planet where you see And a That's Batman. the Lazarus
1: Planet setup. Right. Yeah, so that, having
0: having Batman wearing the Helm of Fate at that point in time, with all the powers in the world him. Because in this one we see the Queen of Fables power sucked out of her and put in there. The one problem I have with that is that within the reflection of the Helm of Fate, you do
1: see a Phantom Stranger. I'm like, his ass died on the Omega Earth. His he should not be here. Again, there's so many things this week that end up kind of eye roll of, yeah, that shouldn't be. But one of the things that kind of throw me is finding out, as you like to do, you like to figure out what are the most important books at any given time and who would have dunked it, Eric. Monkey Prince is one of the biggest yeah, the books as you like get Chifu Pigsy here.
0: I like them setting things up and taking some kind of smaller book like Monkey Prince, which some people love. The sales numbers don't love it, though the no, idea of saying it. what's going on here in the Monkey Prince is very important to what's going on in the future of DC Comics. And it all starts here when Shifu Pigsy, a demon character, the, me- the like the trainer and mentor of the Monkey Prince right now, he is a magical being. He is going to get sucked off by Black Alice and have his power put in the Helm Fate like everybody else. But you have a deeper connection when Shifu Pigsy used to know the devil Nessa, knows all the stuff and ha- what the stuff's going on with the Red Fire Bull God. I can't remember what it's called in the Monkey Prince. That is the son who's coming back for revenge against the devil Nessus. So you have a lot of things being set up. Biggest problem is, as we're getting explained all of this, I'm like, okay, this is cool. The only problem is that the monkey prince, with every story that's being told within that 12 issues, it feels so out of continuity. It has no idea what not think think doing anymore. right now. It feels so out of place. And why would
1: you do that? I think that they're just going with the big concepts. I think that Robin when they go still, with like, this... Robin is still in his old
0: costume and that, being Batman and Robin and Gotham. Aquaman's the king of Atlantis in that? I'm
1: like, what is happening? I they don't care. I, I'm telling you, they think that either people are morons or it doesn't matter. We'll just go with the big ideas. Okay, Robin knows Shifu Pixie because he was in that book, but don't go any further than that. And then by the end, the big bad, the, the bull king, he is gonna be a big bad Lazarus. So it ends up with this kind of okay, you gotta yeah, like you said, you commend them for connecting a universe, but everybody's yeah. gotta be down with that. It just threw me off here where oh, my God, I knew that Monkey Prince was going to be in yeah, the Lazarus planet. That it, was announced. Yeah. And we were talking about the idea that it is a shame that that book doesn't seem to have a tighter continuity grip. But when you get it, it, it was okay. I mean, me and you are reading Monkey Prince. Not a lot of people are. And I'll tell you, really, I don't think you're going to need to. I mean, you're just going to go forward with the Monkey Prince. And, you know, that's kind of just the setup to get him to this Lazarus planet. But what got me mad since we are reading it you have another one of these out of time things where oh you'll see how he gets kidnapped next month. And, really, they even know next it month, in the Naughty thing. Prince. The, the thing that drives me nuts is sometimes you'll say oh the timing was off, something got delayed. They even say it in the book next month in the Monkey Prince. I'm like really, like you have to go that route because that's kind of bullcrap, but. There you go. He's going to be in it. I just wish
0: that Monkey Prince had tighter continuity and felt like it knew what DC Comics was doing or even was trying to do more to set up the Monkey Prince itself in its own book. But even with that stuff, I like the Devil Nessau stuff way more than I like the Batman stuff. But even that's not perfect because we have a book that's a continuation of the Robin series that Joshua Williamson was writing. And in this, we find out that Shifu Pigsy used to know like Devil Nessau when they were young and the Devil Nessau, he used to be a hero. And what happened to him? Well, ultimately... All of this Lazarus juice that he uses to make himself immortal and pump up his magic, it's corruptive, corrosive to his soul. I'm like, didn't we find out in the retcon during the Robin series that Rachel al Ghul scientifically made Lazarus like, you know, juice? Yeah, Lazarus that's stuff? what it
1: seemed. That's <laughs> what it seemed. And but I, the I devil love...
0: Nassau, who's been a part of this whole Lazarus island, and then we had a Lazarus demon on top of this all-magical base, I don't understand how any of it works anymore. I just I don't.
1: I, I'm telling you, and even the things, little things that get me annoyed at points, is the idea, go and see the now legendary, you know, Shadow World. <laughs> Like, really? Oh An already God. classic? Calm down, you, PK. You really think, PK, that that's what it is? I mean, seriously, don't. Don't go there, because it wasn't. But it was okay. GeoForce was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, really. I knew that from the freaking second that it started. Uh, but, yeah, so all this going on, Batman is fighting the Robins. He's running on fumes. He's trying to fight him back. And then he realizes, oh, I get it. The sword of sins and oh no, Alfred, he actually isn't really Alfred and he uses him as a human shield. I'd love it if Alfred was Alfred. Well, that's the
0: thing is, he even says the point when Alfred is who he is supposed to be. He is being controlled. All of him is not authentic, 100%, you know, pure Alfred, but a part of his soul there. And after they have the conversation about what happened and how Alfred was brought back here to be the eyes and ears of the devil and Nessa and stuff like that, even Batman comes to the realization, Holy shit, I let that sword stab you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, sorry. And then you get that demon pop out of the bottle that is. And Alfred. I'm just
0: there, I'm like, well, if you didn't, if you didn't blame yourself for killing Alfred before, you totally should
1: now. Yeah. And I, I did laugh like when he is doing that. And like you said, he's like, I don't blame you. You couldn't have that now, bullshit. And there you kind of get the little feels of alfred and bruce but he says i'll i'll you be back say hello though i did like i mean one <laughs> thing that me and you ended up where uh the granddaughter remember we were confused about that oh yes that, that was
0: a great line to throw back with you because i was thinking about the instances that bruce has been like chalking up to like this isn't alfred so the idea like you know the idea of his granddaughter because we had a problem like, who the hell are they talking about? Talking about Joy, his daughter doesn't make any sense. It was these little slips out there Alpha for Batman to figure out that
1: Alpha wasn't on the up. And yeah, up. And went with it. Oolong tea. We're not going to get that. And the <laughs> idea in this issue goes, hey, just like in the Riddler's labyrinth, right there, Alpery's He's like, yeah, it is whatever. So funny
0: because I'm sitting there, I'm like, I remember when the Riddler had a labyrinth at the beginning of uh, Metal with <laughs> the remember that whole thing with the. When the Batman Who Laughs had those magic Joker cards.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that really felt... Classic weird. Batman Who Laughs. Oh, my God. That was so bad. Ah, but...
0: I'm sitting there, I'm like, was Alfred in that?
1: The granddaughter. We actually said, oh, that's weird. But that, that works out. But then he says, you couldn't have done anything. i just so always expecting school-ups now, though. Not like it to come to flourishing sometime later. And that's the weird play here, where... And I'll I'll go against you, are big continuity kid. Everybody knows that. I mean, it's Eric Shea, right? But in the thing with, say, a monkey prince, where you go, well, you know, Aquaman isn't the king of Atlantis. They kind of pulled that back a little. There's no but trench even king. even so, the trench king. But I'll just say to you that that really doesn't affect things going forward. But when you end up having things getting fucked up. In other books, this book, even, the I'm telling you, that Batgirl's book, and then the one, then you start where people have to tighten it up. You can't just play it loose, see Goosey, and and Gene Luen Yang on that Monkey Prince is playing it so loose that it feels like it's an all-ages verse, All the time,
0: and it wasn't to be a setup for something later, like a a switcheroo. He just would constantly screw up, and then he would try to write it back in some way later, but it never worked either.
1: And even going with that idea where when we ended up the batman versus robin the first issue and mark wade came on our website and explained the continuity he's dealing with and it made not a lick of sense no that was the the world's finest that was actually world's finest but it's still that again another book where this is how they're playing it they're playing it so loose but they're relying on a lot of things on other it just it's not a great formula they need to tighten this up that's why i thought that we get out of a Dark Crisis, a little more tighter continuity. But I don't think it's going to really affect enough there. And so when we came out of Death Metal, Infinite Friends, it, that fell apart. We don't really know what's going on at this point. And I, I swear to God, any time you call anybody on it, they'll just say, oh, that was reset at Death Metal. And you can't keep playing this game. So with that, though, the the whole issue, I love, well, not love, but I like the stuff with Nezha. Huh? Yeah. I even like the stuff with Damien until, you know, he says, you tried to kill me, mom. But I, I like that he's kind of going and There's so a lot of just feel like off here for me, though. Yeah, this one felt off. But Shifu Pixie, even being that guy who has dealt with, you know, monkey prints and seems to be good with kids in a good way. I'm no, no suspect. He doesn't it's have so a unicorn van, with kids, man. but he's good. With, and he's able to get to Damien and say to him, listen, I can sense things. I knew Nezha when he was a hero back in the day. I can sense that you're trying to fight back. Go with that. Try to fight. Well, out he of almost this got. He
0: almost reached into Damien until Nezha showed up and corrupted him all over again. Yeah,
1: but it ends up being that idea that you know it's there, and the idea of what's the end game. What are you going to do when you get to your father Blazer's and things play. like that? And we'll have to see what happens, but. That seems like they're on the same team, maybe, the way that the previews look, but who knows how that's played.
0: I have a new son now. He's called the Monkey Prince.
1: Yeah, at the end, you end up where Batman goes in the cave, ready to shoot some H, I think. Is that what you do there? He's tying it up there, Eric, getting ready. He's making sure he didn't bleed out you. Oh, that's not what he's doing. All right. So it's going to get his vascularity of his posing down there, Eric, of his huge biceps. How, How can you get a sheet that's that big? Look at those biceps. But. What Would you give it because I think the art's great? We didn't even mention that, the, but the I art's think the okay. Art's the
0: thing is, it doesn't like grab me like the way that Dark Crisis did, but no, I'm telling you, it's a good art through and through for the most part. It just didn't wow me as much as the other one did, but that's not like anything against I don't know why I need to say it honestly. A bunch of the stuff is good. I like the idea of the setup we're getting here, even if it contradicts other stuff within the Robin book. I just wanted more out of this, and retelling me the problems that the Robins have of Batman it became a very the idea of it just became very boring to me in this book. So ultimately I'm going to give this a 6.5 out of 10.
1: Yeah. I think that I'm a seven, I'm, I'm a seven, I'm a second, seven kind of, you know, we've almost reversed the deal of the first two books and I'm still interested, but I'm more interested in the stuff with Nezha. And I wonder why we wasted time. Maybe it's a, You know, the amount of space that they have and it just felt like the stuff of Batman, Batman going through the Robins, thinking of how bad a father was while they reiterate the things that we mostly know. We said it about Dick Grayson. That was just weird. The idea that he wanted the spotlight. You didn't let me have the spotlight. Very odd. And then even then, Batman reacts of like, oh, yeah, I get it. Maybe they all felt that way. I'm like, no, no, they didn't. But yeah, by the end of that, it's okay but I hope it gets better. I'm still looking forward to Lazarus Planet uh, with that being our next big event. Is that your winner event? No, The Lazarus not.
0: Planet? The uh, idea that a Lazarus volcano explodes and the resin comes yeah, down and superpowers? I don't know really what about you know, is
1: going on with that and how they're going to play that out, but we'll see. But with Batman we wearing
0: have, a magic dot to the nth degree helm of fate? Okay, I can deal with that.
1: Yeah, we'll go off to of that, but we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll be back with more books. came knocking at his door. Lately, Damien's acting weird, answering some mystical call. Lazarus fits off the table,
2: and all the evil they cast. But Nazareth... first real comic got it at a five and down Read it to his fingers man, been reading comics most of his life him and some guys from school they had a book and they tried real hard Jake quit, Knuckles got married, Godless was never gonna get far when he looks back now
1: You have Eric. You've read those comics for quite some time. I believe like that song books. is by Crying Adams. This is that, is that a good name for parody singer, Crying Adams. Do you get it? Crying get Jim. It? I get it. <laughs> oh Oof. my goodness, I am. I'm crying out for help. I am a mess. I hope that this section. Uh, let's me kind of, you know, settle down a little. We ended up just talking about some big books. Now we can, you know, focus on some not-so-big books, but still you big got enough. Batman, Superman books. What are you talking the about? The Batmans and the Supermans. It's kind of like a, a second section that is a flip-it-and-turn-it-wipe-it-down-hot uh, section of, like, it. the first deal, right? Obviously, cool I, nothing has Squeeze helped it. me out between these sections. And... I am now drinking more coffee, which I probably should lay off. I really feel like I'm having a psychotic break, and I'm not even joking. I feel like I'm going to break by the end of this issue, but or the end of this episode, I should say, Eric. But we're going to start this section with Batman Incorporated, and me and you were impressed for the most part with Ed Brisson's start on this, and I didn't love the annual, the Batman annual that this came out of. You liked it a little more than me, but I said then i wish that we got to know some of these characters a little better and we even had that last issue the first issue of the series and i think that ed brisson wants to try to do that but in this there's a lot of characters in this book there's a lot of not movie
0: only do we pieces. have a lot of characters that we've seen before but we want to know how they're currently
1: working now in the present day
0: but also under like Ghostmaker's, like you know leadership beyond al goucher is just pissed off all the time but in this issue I'm going to throw a handful more new characters out at you. I'm like, God damn it. Why would you do that right now?
1: This is tough for me. And I said I was having some problems getting all these books and digesting them. And this was where it really started. The idea of me going through and when a character pops up, you, you think, and I have a horrible memory. So, we you know this character? Now I'm looking up this. and I'm like, no, nope, no, nope. it's just thrown in there. And there's so many, as I said, moving pieces in this that it just kind of had my head swirling at the end, and I wish that we might have been able to start this a little bit more with just a couple characters, maybe. Maybe we shouldn't have had that idea of the annual saying, okay, this is the team now, and you're going to have to deal with it with Batman and whatnot. Maybe you could have added a couple characters as we went on, and then it, you could have you know, focused on them a little more because some of these scenes just seem to come out of nowhere. But it is Batman Incorporated, number two written by Ed Brisson, cover and art by John Timms, Rex Locus, and Clayton Cowles. And I, even, I like the art. I said to you the first issue, it was something that I was confused about a lot of times because of the angles and things. I don't know if it's that these characters are thrown at me or the art itself wasn't really giving me many clues at points of scenes, but that even threw me off a bit. I don't know if you felt the same way I guess,
0: with I, that. I, I like the art about the, throughout this entire issue. But when you get to one point of the issue, when we have two of our Batman Incorporated members stuck in a hole, and the guy who's trained Batman and, you know, Ghostmaker back in the past, stuff like that, taught him how to, like, you know, use traps and stuff like that, he goes off, he's going to kill these guys because he thinks Ghostmaker's going to kill him, like every other mentor that Ghostmaker ever had is thinking at this point in time. And when we have that guy knocked out, and then this, he, like, the, the hero who has come out that we don't know the the, the looks trainer like him with the, a mask,
2: it looks like
0: him with a helmet on, but we see the other guy laying you see down him in the back background. There. Like, but that it, is yeah. the only problem I have with the art because I'm like, wait a minute, is this all of the mind? What's happening right now?
1: But I don't know. I'm telling you, it's one of the things that if people have listened to you know this podcast, but even the Marvel stuff, I it, a lot of times when the art gets real close in where you have a real close up deal. With a bunch of characters, that will always throw me off. And I always wonder, like, it doesn't give you the full scope of the scene. I think it does that a lot in here. A lot of times where if you go through, you'll notice that it's a lot of heads, you know, back and forth with, oh, my God. And some of it works. You know, you end up, oh, my bully, you're down. Let me help you. But at points, I just ended up not really getting the whole gist of an entire scene. And really what this ends up being is that somebody's killing off all of the mentors of ghostmaker while the batman incorporated team is sent you know often their own ways to go protect the mentors protect that are them, still but also alive. continue the investigation into who is doing this and it just ends up where i needed one of these mentors just one to say oh shit thank god you're here i knew ghostmaker would send help just one that might actually trust nah, he's them a psychopath. But you end up where and all of us mentors, you know, we talk to each other. We're pen pals. We know the <laughs> and bad shit They're he pen did. pals. And then they start throwing shade at, oh, you killed this guy. You killed that guy. But some of them being in the Batman the Night book, some of them not. And you start to get a little confused. But if you know that he's that, some of them you end up where he, Ghostmaker ended up killing him because, hey, you're sus. You're a psychopath. I'm not going to teach you anything. But in the meantime, these guys are like, oh, man, I don't trust him. You trained him. And it just felt the weird. The money was and too
2: good, but I didn't trust his ass. It
1: just was down the line, though, of, okay, and it, it became, like, rinse and repeat. Okay, now what group is going to go to a mentor who's now going to fight them because, oh, no, you're here to kill me? And it just, it didn't have a flavor. There is
0: a problem to this, but the idea that is scavenger hunt. we got to go and find the, the people who are still alive who train Ghostmaker. And, like, a lot of the stuff, like when you have El Gaucho and Raven Red. They come to a guy who's already been killed, and this is the guy who taught him how to make bombs and weapons and stuff, like, you know, chemical kind of stuff. But it turns out this guy, he's working on something that's way more intense than the Ghostmaker ever trained under. He is working on chemical weapons and stuff like that, and like it looks really, like we have the idea that this gigantic attack is about to go down all over the world. And when you have this situation where you have characters like Ghostmaker's going to go check out Sky Spider, and he has Clown Hunter with him, we have other members going off and checking these different people. But when you get to the idea, like, I like the little, like, bits here that we've gained from the idea of the story, who's behind us. And it may be even bigger than we originally suspected, where it's more than one person who's going around doing this. But when you have these new characters show up, like, like when El Gaucho and Raven Red, one is like, why are you working for him? It looks like an electrocutioner Batman. These look like Batman who are from the dark multiverse yeah, who they just show. show up, and there's a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, you, you have that. And that's the play. And it's, it's kind of odd because, again, I think a lot of people reading this, they're going to know some of our main characters as little as they know Electrocution or Batman. Because you don't know this character. It's just somebody new who's here and you don't know why. And even that isn't even a mentor. This is a guy who showed up because now you have the mentor that we have to rely on. OK, he's dead. But he was going to cause all this problem. Now we have... But was he working
0: for the murderer before this happened? I don't know. Or is the murder taking place because he went bad and we had to take him out? We don't know anything yet, except for Ghostmaker Connection.
1: It's a mystery, right? It's a mystery that we have going on. The problem is, I think 80%, at least, of the people reading this, the mystery is who the hell are these Batman Incorporated characters? They're not going to know these characters. Not everybody knows everything about them, and even me and you don't know Well, it's even funny that the Batman of Japan them.
0: is here. When he was previously said, yeah, I wasn't about that Batman Incorporated stuff.
1: Yeah, so when you're going through this stuff and going, yeah, we, we know El Gaucho, but we don't know El Gaucho. We know him as, hey, Batman Incorporated, and he thinks that Ghostmaker's, you know, ridiculous, that he's... So at least we have at least something to go on that. But some of these other characters, most people aren't going to know. And now especially- we're throwing... All these mentors on top and villains on top of that. And it's Especially when you have
0: the idea of the characters that we do have in Batman Incorporated that, you know, Ghostbaker didn't kick off the team, you know, didn't cut him. When we have the character of Wingman who, like previously in Red Hood and the Outlaws, it was Jason Todd's father in this costume to be close to his son. And before that, it was Jason Todd doing a favor for Batman in this wingman suit. So, like, we just have a wingman who's around. Nobody knows anything about. He's just here.
1: No. And when you get a team like this, I mean, I know that you got to give props that the story went, you know, you hit the ground running. We're off in the story. I may have been upset if each issue and we probably would have been each issue. Oh, we're now going to deal with two of the members and we have to wait and it's going to take a whole trade to get through the team. But I don't know. It might have been better served that way if you ended up being able to get a little bit of these characters, find out who they are, what they're all about.
0: Well, you even have a new character, for the most part, in Grey Wolf, who just showed up because, hey, we found this Batman Incorporated stuff that Lex Luthor was putting together. It didn't work out, but he needs a place to hang out now. So here's Grey Wolf, everybody.
1: And I think that the weird play is if you talk to people who just jumped on with this book, and I think they know Grey Wolf more than maybe some of the other characters, because at least, you What's- know, hey, he was doing the experiment deal, Lex Luthor. Okay, that's enough. But even, and I'm saying, the other characters who you may know about them but not in in really because we don't really have a big dive into like El this gaucho at the point. yeah so I, I just wish that you had some more room for them even just talking on the way to you know this thing
0: we ain't got time for personal business right now El gaucho
1: we got a murder to solve well, if you're there and you don't no, end up that, playing the snicker. game Let's keep it professional the weird players though everywhere they go these mentors no way and that doesn't give you character moments because it's just a fight then and well, none the of is, these people have unique really but it's not like you have somebody who has lightning power and so these are just for the most part you know hand to hand and they have some yeah, you have weapons. The,
0: like you know international batman is what you have going on here but when you have the situation going on I don't know, because we have a big reveal at the end for the idea of Ghostmaker taking on a new sidekick-esque kind of character in Clown Hunter and how that didn't work out for him before. But along the lines, like, is there a deep sea thing where he took on many sidekicks? Because what we have here in our Batman Incorporated world, like, you know, people are pairing on to go check things out, you know, mentors, clues here and there. But you keep having these mystery men show up. But the thing about these mystery men is that they're all bat-esque looking characters. Oh, yeah. I I think
1: that all of it is is the Batman unincorporated. It's the evil Batman incorporated. And again, is
0: it evil? Because even the things that they're doing right now where you have the electrocutioner looking dark, you know, dark multiverse looking Batman shows up. He wants to know why these people are working for, you know, Ghostmaker or is it? Is he there to ask why he's working for the person that was going to create these chemical weapons? Are they here to look into this? Because even when you have, you know, our, our gray wolf and Batman in Japan stuck in that pit there and the guy's about to kill them, you have this cosmic red helmeted looking Batman show up. You even have this more red arrowish looking Batwoman who shows up to save, you know, Knight later on and Wingman from being taken out by the, uh, one of the mentors of Batman and Ghost So is it, are they a part of our? Phantom One, the former sidekick Ghostmaker, who looks like he's looking for revenge and framing Ghostmaker. I
1: think they must be. Or are I they
0: uh, think... some kind of other sub-Batman Incorporated that Batman put together that nobody knows about?
1: Yeah, but I don't think Batman's going to put together this other
2: I thing. I just know that that these,
1: hero, these people who show up here aren't doing anything bad. They actually seem to be saving our heroes. Well- is that bad? or Because here, the guy with the, the cosmic looking, you know, Kraven the, the Hunter look, he's Thor Kraven the Hunter, right? It is more Thor. I went with the Kraven Hunter, but Thor uh, Batman deal. He does seem to hurt a guy who, yeah, he has just about to kill Batman in Japan. Yeah, but he, the guy thinks they're there to kill him. I mean, this isn't like the idea. If this was Batman deal, I think they'd come in and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Capture him and say, listen, both of you guys, nobody's suss here. You end up, it's miscommunication. The idea where I think they have fully set up the ghost maker to make it look like he's going to kill them, waiting so that they can pick these off. It's like, you know, fish in a barrel. Now, when they come to save the mentor that they think is going to get killed, then they can end up taking it. I think that that guy is dead now i think that thor batman might have killed that guy look That's he might be a little smoky batman but I don't, he's he's dead. Like, I, look, I don't know that he's on fire like i i don't know this guy,
0: guy trained batman and Ghostmaker to make traps and stuff like that he lives off the land off the grid one thing about these characters that doesn't seem right, maybe I'm missing something in the art progression of it, but it looks like he's raising a giant boulder over his head that only a yeah, Superman he is. S like. Character he's a
1: meta human as well.
0: Exactly. It's very odd. So
2: yeah, he's definitely. There might be doing something that.
0: more going on that, but if you look at the progression here, it's very odd, i am tell you, because we have our two we have our two Batman Incorporated characters stuck in a in a pit, right? Then you see this new mentor character go with a winch and he winches something out of another hole. Is it that he's picking this boulder up? While it's attached to ropes that this winch is attached to, because I don't know what that winch is doing. Personally. I don't know
1: because I'm now looking when he gets taken out in that real quick way by the other guy. Whack! Yeah, I, I see a hammer there. I mean, I actually, if you look, it looks like you have a, a, a handle something that could be and then a hammer, kind of a hammer. Like, really, Maybe. is it actually for... <laughs> so ridiculous? But you end up where. These guys, oh, here, let me help you. And I'm like, what is this guy? You know, a master of disguise? Because he looks just... It really threw me off at first. <laughs> Again, you're you're setting up this mystery, and you're trying to delve into this. Are these guys this? Are they that? I think there's too much going on before we no, even know the team. I felt you that, need that to way know in the, the first team. issue,
0: even though I enjoyed it for the most part because I wanted to see more. But there was way too much going on. And issue number two... We're adding
1: four times that it feels yeah, like it's it's crazy. And it's almost like you you should have. And it, it, it does seem like what I'm going to say would be filler, but it ends up being like a, a school shenanigans type thing where you have the kids go, hey, the best way is to have them there in class and go. Maybe you should have had a little bit of training deal. Maybe Ghostmaker ends up saying, listen, I want to see if you're up to snuff. Yeah, it might feel filler at the point, but maybe we could learn about the characters now in the, that the at least to aspects. get the name and whatever.
0: Again, I would like to have more with the characters or interactions. All I know is that Gal Gaucher doesn't trust Ghostmaker. Some people don't trust Ghostmaker because his mentors are being killed, and we found a Ghostmaker Wolf, sword. Wolf,
1: he's happy to be on the team, right? Exactly. He's, he's all having excited. a good
0: time. He's like, he's out there having to live his life, you know, YOLO. He's but my favorite
1: ha- character on the team right now because when, I know exactly about him. I,
0: when you have all of these characters, though, they're mostly, for the, for the most part, just reiterating the idea, you think Ghostmaker's bad and when you have the mentors, Ghostmaker's trying to kill me, and then you have people say, No, he's not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not.
1: Yes, you, yes, are. you are. You have a lot of that throughout the issue. Again, that's why I wanted at least one t- So now again, maybe I don't know, because Thor Thor Batman comes in. Uh and it's not even like Batman except for that, you know, weird looking. I'm deal telling you the, the thing the is he looks like he looks like Thor
0: with with a red batman-esque helmet with a cosmic center
1: yeah very odd uh looks kind of cool i guess i don't like that cosmic center you think there's nougat in there you like the nougat eric is that that what you think about when you have like you know snickers and milky way is that cosmic center cosmic center to me is definitely nougat in the milky way cosmic eric but yeah when you even go to characters that we kind of know wingman But you want to know who that is. Again, I don't know who Wingman is. I feel like I know him the least. That's the funny play, though. You know Wingman by name and costume, but I think that Ed Brisson doesn't realize maybe that we don't really know him and want to know, ooh, who is this Wingman? Because that's usually a twist. You end up where there's Knight, and you have that where we have dealt with Knight recently, and you end up having that. That's fine, but not a lot of people are reading everything, and I think they want to know or probably would like to know what these characters are about and what they have, and you're not really getting it. You're getting it in a shade-talking fight or almost fight from mentors who think they're about to be killed. That doesn't give you room for anything. But like you said, you're here to kill me. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Ghostmaker, he's uh, redeemed himself. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. That's what you keep going back and forth with, and I don't get the overall play. Now, when you do end up with actual Ghostmaker, and start playing the game of clown hunter and oh, what no, might because her. we started talking about the idea that it seemed like ghostmaker might have turned the corner with all this nonsense and is you know caring about maybe he'll find out that he is trying and maybe he is trying just like we had in that batman versus robin with a batman oh man i keep messing up and i'm going to be better it seems like maybe Clown Hunter could be that center for him, and actually is helping him redeem. But it feels forced. When Clown
0: Hunter's here, like he's been a character that's been lingering along this whole time. Throwing him the Ghostmaker's fine because at least it, at least it gives him some place to be, especially because we have a book with Ghostmaker. But it you really think he seem, should be
2: really
1: like happy about that and really, yeah, you know,
0: he's doing his thing. There's not a lot of clowns to put fucking axes into no. their heads anymore. But when you have the situation that we have a big twist at the end where. Clown Hunter is kidnapped by the original sidekick mm-hmm. of Ghostmaker's name is Phantom One. It really does seem like Ghostmaker, while he tried to be Batman S, wound up with a Jason Todd first.
1: Yeah, it is. He didn't get that really shining light of a dick grayson who's a because narcissistic it seems like Phantom One. we
0: don't know what happened to him yet but it almost seems like he was presumed dead or a Ghostmaker got him killed but now he's back for revenge so it's already red hood situations
1: deal and even when you go through this and i don't know why i didn't even realize that parts you have Ghostmaker picking up people and they're in almost like the dead robin pose and you're going through where there is a psychopath who if he does end up getting a sidekick like a batman a young kid whatever He's going to do something and not care. I mean, he's a psychopath. He even the explains it in this. And I do like in this whole deal where when he explains how he is a psychopath and how he wanted to learn things to not do it. And yeah. try, I like that. I thought that, that was great. Yeah. Like that that is really good. The idea work.
0: of a psychopath who knows he's a psychopath and needs to learn things in order to blend in
1: some people Look, in, in life, <laughs> you know, some people in life has had certain diagnosis, Eric, and there are other things, even like I said, I have a lot of issues, and one of the issues is this ADHD, possibly aspirin. But I, you learn the ways to cope with that, and they are like that almost script in your head. Okay, when I meet somebody, I'm supposed to do small talk. You say that most of my
0: emotions are based off of TV shows I saw in the '80s and '90s. Minor people act.
1: Minor, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm the worst. But where's so my full house But you end up where. I get it. And I thought it was really well done with that it's aspect. of the best point I'm about really Ghostmaker, my mind. But I I know Ghostmaker, and I think that I have a grip. I really need Ed Brisson, at least in this. You have so many characters. At least when you're going through, you got to spotlight one of the characters each spotlight issue. All. And maybe if you do it in a subtle way, people won't even realize, but... You're just throwing all the characters all around willy-nilly. And, and more. And like you say, say at the first here's issue
0: Batman-incorporated characters, here's Batman the Knight characters, and here's new characters.
1: And so what you need to do, like El Gaucho, we know a bit about him, team him up with somebody we don't know, get that, and then you kind of like leapfrog. And we don't really know Raven Red very well. No, we don't know these characters, so when you're there, you're not going to get any sort of feels for them. When they're almost going to die- what are you thinking? You can't sit there. Oh, no, not even red. I really grew to like ye. You really don't have any feelings. Yay. And that's where I said where. Classic El Gaucho. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's there, hey there. Uh, I don't know why I, that's all he said. But you end up where I said at points. And this is manga talk, Eric. So you'll tune out. But a lot of times in a manga, you end up the first chapters or so. It deals only with character moments because. Once you know the characters then you'll stick through the stories with them. You'll end up developing the stories then based on the ca- and it works. It really works and I think that that's what's left behind here. I don't know these characters enough to really care. Go back and then I and get meet confused. <laughs> yeah, I get confused then. And even then, you know, if I did, I'm like, "Wait a second. You know, where's Hayley? You don't have the same team. These this is a new team. You got to really develop this and hasn't." But the clown maker stuff what I thought you were going to say about clown uh, hunter, I mean clown maker, that's you. I'm the character. clown maker. <laughs> that, might, that would be you. That's a pretty good name for you. Uh you end up where all of a sudden he's got a little sass, and that's what I mean. He's got some sass going on. I'm like, hey there, jerk! Like I'm like, where did this guy come from? Look, Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter—they got used to each other. I think and that's what it seems. It's like now we're seeing the real Clown Hunter. He's a real prick, but he's you know. Almost to the point where it felt forced to be that friction, so that when he does meet Phantom One and this idea, hey, you're not the first sidekick, it'll get in his head. But I think that the big play will be the feels of Ghostmaker saying, no, 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 Clown Hunter, I really mean it this time. <laughs> that Phantom One, but he's not. One, one. He's already done, done, done some bad up.
0: stuff here because not only did, could he have killed all the other Ghostmaker trainers and stuff like that who have died, but he, he at least kills Sky Spider here, who I think that Ghostmaker stole his original look off of. And it was a great bit of uh, Batman the Night and stuff like that. But during the whole time when you know, Ghostbaker realized, oh, no, my mentor, she's dead. Clown Hunter gets kidnapped by Phantom One. And we have the big reveal.
1: I'm his original psychic, and he killed me. Exactly. And and that's a really good cliffhanger. I'll, I'll give him that, the idea of, oh, my God. You know, because that ends up, we've been talking. We can't be the only ones. The yeah, oh, Clown Hunter, he's going to get killed. I'd like to see how this works out. And I think that it's an interesting angle because we never expected clown hunter just clown hunter to but be But it's too much too soon it is there's too much going on hopefully it'll be one of those that we can kind of weather the storm learn about the characters because that's why you want a batman incorporated you want the characters you want these crazy cool characters and how this can work out and then becoming a team and i think he's left that behind in this issue especially but what would you give it overall
0: Ultimately, I think the art in this is great throughout, and I'm telling you, it's too much too soon, but I found myself really caring about what the story is going forward from what we got in this issue. So while it is too much too soon, all these little details of the story where these other Batman-esque characters are showing up, are they good, are they bad, are they part of Phantom 1? I don't know, but I care at this point in time, and I want to see it going forward. So because of that, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10.
2: Yeah, I'm giving it a
1: 7 as well. I mean, it's still decent enough, and it's a book that I hope improves, but right now, it just ended up just feeling a little more confusing and convoluted than an issue number two should be. You should, at this point, be—you have to hold people's hands at some point in the first couple issues. That's a good time to do it, to get things set up. I think that he jumped into the story way, way too quick. And, yeah, then you start adding wacky stuff involved with it as well. So we'll move to the next book, Eric, which is what? Superman, Son of
0: Kal-El, number 17, written by Tom and art by Cian Torme. Ruari Coleman, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Dave Sharp. And we continue on with our return of Cal el storyline, where now is the time that we've... And it's part four, by the way. But now is the time. I want to say there's not a lot going on in this issue, because... And at a t- it's a weird, like, juxtaposition about it, because there's not a lot going on in this issue, but we're setting up, very small, a lot of stuff going forward with what's well, going on weird. in the background. it's weird. It's
1: almost like the idea of the background stuff is simmering. The pot's simmering, Eric. Exactly. It's cooking. The juices are flowing here, and I want more of that, so it's doing but that job. Like I, It's the, like going in, and the the brisket is a cooking, Eric, and I a, smell it. Cooking. It smells great, but right That's at that moment, cooking. the only thing I have to eat is plain oatmeal. I don't need the plain. I oh, want no. the brisket. I'm going to have to wait for that. Now, again,
0: food. I will say there's not a lot going on in this book, but it will give you, at least it gave me, the talk that you always wanted with a John Kent who is out, who is bisexual, and the idea of the the world we live in when you have to confront your parents about being out, we got to know what Lois thought about this whole thing. We even kind of got to know what the Kent family, you know, mom, pa Kent got to know about this. But now Superman is finally back, and John... Again, I, I went back and forth with this. John is worried about what his father thinks. Now I thought to myself I when I was reading this issue. that he should be issue,
1: worried at all. But, but again. You might be nervous to tell him. I get, yeah, you're nervous, I get you're it. You're nervous to tell
0: Again, you and I are a straight white male. So like, we don't really understand exactly as as the pressure her. of all of this. As far as I know. But with the idea here, I battled with whether John would feel this way, how John would actually feel about this, because, you know, he has been raised by Lois and Clark. He is in a part of the Kent family, yeah. one of the greatest families that, who have ever existed. The people that welcome in anybody, no matter who you are. But then I thought to myself, yes, this is who he is. He is trying to fill his father's boots right now, and he doesn't know if he's like going to live up to that as well. He doesn't want to disappoint his father while he should know what his father but he's also a boy who was raised in a volcano by a psychopath for 7 years by a this guy who looks like this is one of my like problems with this
1: my my problem with this is like you said the idea but he's also worried that when he says this there's going to be that slight bit of disappointment he's going to see in something face. in his father that might or it's might never not be. Happen. We know it's not going to happen but John him may worry not is a problem. The thing that I want it be dealt more with and most people have said I mean the idea that John aged up in that volcano but that's where I think you should really lay heavy on the idea not just because Ultraman was the one being awful and maybe thinking of things that he might have said or whatnot it's the idea that that was the prime time of John having changes where he would go to Clark to talk about them and he wasn't there for that and I'm saying John wasn't there it wasn't anything of a fault with the which deal.
0: writer you're talking about it could be seven years it could be from 11 to 17 who knows because it seems like it change every time but it's right there is years. the
1: main part you start getting hair places you start getting a little stinky right all those things that you would have a basis and a foundation of what your father is all about and what he ended up doing and john didn't have that and i think that maybe it should have been played that where clark actually realized because of the idea of john being gone They've kind of pushed that aside for a little. Now, the annual, I think, at the end of this month is actually about John taking it to the streets and wanting to go back and take it out on Ultraman. But I still think even though we said I need to know how that works, we say there has to be some, you know, damage, you know, John's psyche of what happened. I don't even just need that explained. I just need the fact that Clark really realizes, though, it was nothing for him because it was like a snap of the finger. John was back, but he had aged that much. And he doesn't quite realize, yeah, I missed, not only I missed John growing up, which is his personal thing, but John missed his dad being there for all those big moments. And you kind of just brush that aside. He does say, I was, I hope that you wouldn't have any disappointment. Like I said, you, you're not going to think that that's going to happen.
0: And you won't, but I can understand the inner turmoil and the ideas that you would create in trying to just, like, think about I it mean, yourself. I mean, you would
1: still be nervous about exactly. this. Like you said, we don't have this experience, but- As a father of five boys, I would hope that any of them know that if they came to me and their mother and said anything of whatever they sexuality, anything, we'd be fine with it. We would. I know that I I would be, but they may think I wouldn't be. I don't know what they would think. I could ask them tonight. Hey, what, what would you think in your mind if you came out to me? What would I, what would I say? I think they'd probably be like, you'd probably be too busy podcasting. Yeah, you might be right. (laughs) Still, but I, you know, it is kind of a, uh, a play, But the problem I have with it That's fine And and I do like the idea that Clark coming back He knows that Jay, Even John says Listen, you have to have seen the videos out there Exactly, I the love ones. the fact, though That Superman lets his son come to him He just doesn't go he, You know, you could end up And not even being anything bad or whatever Show up and go Hey, by the way, I saw those videos Jay, pretty cool guy, huh? But that's not what I think John needs John wants to come out to his dad and i think that that was good of superman because when he goes up to to pa he's like yeah i know and that and i thought it, it weirded me out a little at first not weirded me out but it kind of upset me but by the end i'm like okay i'm down with that what i don't like though is the idea that there is not much story that you can really tell about john wanting to come out to his father and then not one. So you end up having a race to an alien planet where they sit around and get to the point, hey, Dad, I want to tell you, I can't, let's race home. That is just wasted pages. It, it's really not doing any story. Once you get to Pa and Clark and they're fixing the house, which I don't know how that's still smoking, but I don't like know that how it's part. still
0: smoking either because it seems like it's been too long. But the idea of the generations there too, where no, Clark I love has that. to go to his father for advice on how to deal with his son. I think no, the no, racing to a now.
1: planet, that's just filler. But it when is. you get to Pa and you see, and you're also having Tom Taylor showing you, you know, pretty much right on the nose that they're all fine with this. They are the Kents, yeah, the best family ever. And so I, I do like that. And the idea it's, it's kind of in your face as a Tom Taylor thing, like, hey, things can be rebuilt. You know, it's all going to kind of come together by the end of the scene. Which also goes with the
0: idea of our, our, our big bad pseudo of this issue with the idea of the Red Sin being put together. Because we saw in the previous issue of Superman Son of kal that somebody had stolen some, you know, confiscated Lex tech that apparently never really worked out called Red Sin. Now, this kid... His parents seem to have died, and he's picking up on their work and stole this red sin, and he's going to use this to get revenge because he doesn't believe in what Superman is and stuff like that. He's along the lines of Lex Luthor, it seems like, like you know, we got to show these people who they really are. They're not really here or be our heroes. They're alien scum. And for whatever reason, this progression is the weirdest bit because I want to know more about the red sin and stuff like that because when we had the character who activates this, you know, red sin that his parents never fully got functioning, he was able to do this. It's kind of an armored system. He activated, activates it and it causes an explosion. Superman, Sonic L.L., John Kent, he hears this and he goes and all of a sudden this kid, he's out of armor, he's wearing t shirt like It a, looks
1: like a goth look, right? It's it, a very
0: goth looking kid and all of a that sudden... that a chain
1: to his wallet or? Yes,
0: it's a chain to his wallet as well and I don't know understand why all of a sudden he looks like this out of the armor, has flame hands, flame eyes, he's like, it's all your fault and John Kent from whatever this exposure he has to this whole Red Sin, it's taken away his powers, and then he falls, and he has to be rushed to the hospital by Clark, where they eventually can have that great talk. that I think is the highlight of the book, which you'd expect, because a lot of fans have been wanting that. I just don't understand what this Red Sin is, even though I look forward to it, because things really seem to have taken a change from page to page.
1: Yeah, it was odd. Like, Red Sin all of a sudden ended up warping through time and became 1998 Eric Shea. Right? Hanging there. He's not wearing clown paint. Looking like that is true, but he looks like you're the clown maker. Right. Uh, So yeah, it does look like in the meantime, he went to Hot Topic. He ended up getting that chain because, you know, you have to keep your wallet on the chain. Obviously. And then has flaming hands like Kurt Cobain, Eric. People don't realize that, but that is a fact. So you end up, that is a little confusing, but that's there to get the fire going, Eric, right? there's a lot of weird choices. But I want to know more about that. Again,
0: is it the idea of where it's all in his mind? The Red Sin is there. This is the way the mind... He's he loses sh- his power. That's crazy, right? Yeah, exactly. he loses his power, but is this new character able to project the way he wants to look inside John's mind? I don't know. There's a lot, like That's a weird choice for the way the progression works, but even when we have John being rushed to the hospital and he wakes up there, and his doctor is Dr. Midnight, but the Beth Chapel version, I'm like, why are we using Beth Chapel out of nowhere? That I'm was like, weird. I understand you want to use this character. You know, It's a legacy character, but we haven't dealt with her in so long. It just feels like out of nowhere that we're going to deal with it's that. It's funny. You know, what,
1: you know what that felt like? That really, to me, felt like there's Tom Taylor. And Tom Taylor does get a lot of flack. He gets, I think, more flack than he should. He ends up where, you know, certain people think that. And they'll, I'm sure that they're yelling about this issue, about the talk and things like that. So which good he though. thought was really nice. But it seems like he's like, man, you know, I'm trying to do all these things. Mark Wade over here, that guy... People were yelling shit at him all the time. And all he does is have a book where crazy characters show up out of nowhere and do things. So, hey, Dr. Midnight, let's go. And it felt like a world's finest deal where she's just there being a the doctor. I'm like, I don't get it really, but eh, whatever. And you end up Jay phasing through her to get in, you know, and that's kind He's not going cool to be turned away to show people even the power set and things like that. And, and the world. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, you have him come, oh my God, you know, you're okay. I promise to be, you know, invulnerable from now on. All right. And then that's where could, we need some time. I think that Tom Taylor tries to make you think, oh, no, and, we know he's good with it. And they have the talk. And again, I wish that this was all about, hey, we have a lot of catching up to do and maybe we should set some time or whatever. But this is what you wanted, though, for the return of kal Part four is you finally get something of this. And it's not a problem in this book because I did like it. We've been waiting for this. This is something that, even though in the Batman versus Robin, it ended up being a dupe, but this is kind of the scene that we wanted when Batman ends up having Alfred come back. Yeah. We didn't get it because I think that Mark Wade knew, obviously, that that wasn't really Alfred and you don't want to upset people when you do that. But I think this is why that scene in Dark Crisis didn't really play out well for me when we were talking about it, because you said you get the feels, the dad coming back again. You know, the second time in a Monday, I think that it was because and not even thinking about it, that fell flat to me. That was just an action scene where this is the sort of thing that I like of a return. And and it it messes in my mind anyway. And I think that not confusing because we know, but it's the timeline here goes to there and goes to there. And we're having all these reunions again and again. And it just feels off. But this one is a good one, This, especially when he kisses John on the forehead. is really, really nice. Oh, when you
0: have that, not even that, like when he takes John's hand and we center it on the idea that Clark still wears his wedding ring and he's Superman, I'm like, I like that as well. One problem I have, because it's not really a problem, it's just me wondering about things when he's like, you're my miracle, John Kent, my child of two worlds, my Superman. I'm like, now are you calling him his child of two worlds because of what we saw in I Convergence?
1: Think now. Now, no, I was that's, thinking that's been- the funny play is I thought that you were going to say. He's more of a child of three worlds, but yeah, they wiped out that I, convergence again. That's been deal. wiped it's out just, and tied it's just into Kryptonian 52. blood. And exactly,
0: is it you know Earth and Krypton and yeah, stuff like that? Because it could play either way. I'm like, do you still remember Convergence in the I, Prime? I, I really before? <laughs> was laughing when
1: I read that. I'm like, oh, he could be a three worlds. Oh my goodness! But, but on top I, of I all this am stuff. T- I'm so upset to go with that Convergence deal. Kind of upset. There would have been a neat play where Doctor Batman get like you know what's his doctor. I don't uh, you know Telos the planet plus the guy plus the arc. The, I wish that there was a point where John would be like, "Can we go back to my birth world, Telos?" <laughs> Manship would love it, but yeah, well, that's not the case can anymore. Can we go
0: back to my pre-Flashpoint Metropolis on yeah, the planet yeah. Telos? It's,
1: again, it'd be funny to go back to the planet Telos and you just see. The wreckage of all those sure Telos cities was destroyed. Went, yeah, I think it was. But and then he went off. I mean, if everybody remembers convergence, does anybody remember that many series after that? Tell miniseries series yeah. was he was ridiculous. left on a small
0: asteroid by para- the pre-flashpoint yeah, parallax.
1: Was. And still to this day, Jericho is looking out, playing a lute, staring at a
2: star. Eric, that even um, in another universe. I know. So messed up. But
1: I, I, I like the moment though. Again. When you think of it as an overall story, not a lot went on. But then oh, when I'm you end you. it with Lex going and he's when up you, to nonsense, then I'm have, excited again. The thing is, we are a part of a story arc right now that's
0: crossing over between Superman, Son of kal and Action Comics with the return of kal back coming back from Warworld. You're dealing with a lot of different stuff. But now you have, you know, the Red Sin being whatever he may be going forward. He's affected John already. We know he's going to be a dangerous guy because he can take his powers away. When you have Lex Luthor, who previously was working with Metallo to try to kill Superman and whatever he's going to do with, you know, Metallo's sister, if he killed her already. I don't know. He already gave Metallo a new body. But now when he has one of the members of the Gamora Corps that he's going to, you know, dissect and work on for something called Project Blackout, like, I like, might be doing too much here while not doing much at all.
2: <laughs> well, that's
1: the problem is you're, you're introducing things. And again, though, this is a Tom Taylor thing. I mean, look what happened in Nightwing. People love that Nightwing book. But we end up having, you know, the villain is heartless. heartless and then heartless goes away for 15 issues to then come back to then take care of. But like he ends up not dealing with a really good overall progression and things start piling up and they're starting to pile up, though. I, I do like seeing Lex doing a lot of crazy nonsense and stuff like that. But overall, this issue, Lex feels weird since he came back. I know. And and especially how he's dealt with even Gamora and Bendix and stuff like that. It seems like he keeps flip flopping in his own head with wanting to be better or not being and and all this. But here you go, he's full out looks evil and so and a mad scientist. Yeah, and uh, yeah, really. I actually was laughing because you have Doctor Midnight earlier, but then I'm like, when do you start doing the brain cell surgery there, Lex? Look at you. you. Usually have guys doing that while you yell at them. But there he is. He's doing his nonsense. So. We'll see how that place. You're right. There is a lot to to go with and not getting enough of each well, no, thing. Mattel, but, sadly. Yeah. And I will say this, you know, kal Returns deal. What's going on with Warworld? that's just hovering out there in space that you're not I really dealing World with things. a lot of anything in this? So I do like when John actually says, I was upset when you left and you end up having, you know, Superman. Oh, you know, I, I had to go. No, I get it. That you uh, have to yeah, go. Yo, but why didn't you take me? I would have liked to have come, and he should have just said, "Well, the world needs a Superman." And you did really good. So, yeah, yeah, the that's Superman all you needed. stuff
0: in this was rock solid, and all the stuff. I again, I say that once we get past the race to the Vega system planet, once we get past that, all of the Superman stuff is rock solid. All these little things are weird.
1: <laughs> it's just again, I don't want to sound like I'm pish poshing something that was good because I did like it, but it almost goes along the lines of Batman and the tropes of oh my, these Robins. We all knew that Superman would be fine with it. We know that Pa would be good. It's nice to see it. And it was very nice moments. It still kind of was like, okay, let's get on with it. it. Let's it get on with it. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Let's go. Let's go. And then you're done the issue. Again, not much of an overall progression of this whole deal when but there's a lot you got what you wanted on. out of this mo- moment. If you wanted that. I, I did. Like I said, I kind of... Figured that we were going to get this. It wasn't a shock. It didn't end up. It was okay. I think there's bigger fish to fry than just knowing that, you know, Superman uh, is accepting. I've been
0: waiting on Red Hood to be a part of that Wayne family portrait for a while. I'm not going to be upset when it finally happens because if it just happens, I knew it would eventually.
1: But but this is a little different than that. I mean, you end up where, I don't know, it's a nice moment. But a moment doesn't make an issue for me. That's just a moment. That should have been part of it. The Overall progression of this book is just stagnant. You're not really doing anything, uh, and that's kind of a shame. But I guess we're waiting for when Warworld stops. That uh, what's it called? That one thousand fiftieth issue of Action right. Comics. The end of Dark Crisis. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll tell also, you this
0: right now. This moment between these two, it seems well more, th- well more, way more thought out and thought provoking and emotional. And anything we're going to have with the idea of Wonder Woman joining up with the Trinity on the moon base.
1: No, that that Oh, bullshit. That, I'm telling you, that was an after school special written by somebody with no brain cells. So that's what that was, Eric. We'll be getting into that. So I'm looking and I do like the art in this book. I like except it a lot. for the point when you end up where John says, I'm not going to tell you now, race you back from that alien planet. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? That's about
2: the ugliest John Ken I've ever seen. I like the art a lot in this uh, issue. I
1: do like it for the most part. You got to look at him in this one. He just, it's not John Ken. I think somebody was changed in this alien planet. Uh, but overall, what would you give it?
0: I like this a lot. But uh, like I said, the moments that really hit hit hard, but the rest of the moments that just kind of fall flat. Yeah, we're setting things up, but it just it seems a little spread too thin when all we could have really dealt with the Tuddy, like the Superman and Pa. Great. Superman and John. Great. The rest is, meh, whatever. I can take it or leave it because this is the stuff
1: I care about in this issue. This is the heart and soul of it. Give it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'm a 7.5 as well. But like I said, I, I need more of an over... This book, I mean, Lex actually is like the story going on. The overall picture of, hey, what's the plot going on in Superman, Son of Kal-El, he's not really driving. Superman it. I returned. Mean, you end up where, yeah, but in that, we, we've gone through this a bunch of issues now. He's still returned. He's still there. But the overall still a more part I think, is, yeah, and based off of Lex doing his nonsense stuff. So when you do end up introducing that red sin, it feels so much like Heartless felt so when we ended up having him show up in the Nightwing book where we were like, what the hell is up with him? And then he disappeared for so long. And I hope that this doesn't happen with this because then Tom Taylor forgets the power sets that. But I want to know more does about the Rens- him. Red sin cause you to explode. Because what was that about? I don't, I don't know. But it's intriguing that he ends up making you not have powers if you're yeah. gone. And what does that mean? He gets him back fairly quickly. But he, you know, I, I just don't get it. I also want to say, sexy ass cover, Eric. That is the last thing I'll say about that. Holy moly! There's a guy who, when he's wearing There's the overall no shirt, does not need a shirt ever. Holy crap! Slip. Holy, yeah, really, too. Holy, it looks like he's going to, after this, he's going to start pulling, like, cars with a bunch of change in them. Like, they had the world's strongest man. I with always a bunch wonder, of change? Like, yeah, that's what they would do. And those world's toughest, strongest men, do you ever see those? They don't end not up to. just lifting weights. They end up, like, pulling cars with a bunch of nickels and shit. I didn't realize them stuff. they had
0: nickels inside. And they them. did
1: all that sort of thing. You'll have those, you know, two brothers that used to ride on the motorbikes. They're in the back seater. It's crazy shit going on, but yeah, 7.5 I'll go with, but we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back with three more books to end kind of a, a you know, pseudo Kloonrad section with more nonsense added on to that uh in a sec.
2: Well, he stares into the mirror moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just Eric shape. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's
1: just Eric shape. Ah, uh, yes, and we have quite the finishing section of books here. We have two Bloomrad books, and then that Multiversity book where? Just the beginning, everybody can be proud, because if you're listening to this, you're a member of the Get Fresh crew, and you're in that book, it seems. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it, but... In it or referenced? Well, referenced, in it, everybody's in it. If you are part of the Get Fresh crew, you're a part in your heart and your soul, Eric, is what I say. But we'll start off the Red part of this yeah. with the big book. Oh, yeah. The Wonder Woman, 793. Oh my goodness. This is an issue that is written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan with art by Emmanuel Lupacino, Wade Bell and Graba, Jordy Badger, Jordi Air and Pat Russo. And it is a Trinity one-shot type of issue that seems like we needed some cool down. Why? Even though I didn't even really understand Nothing's how that yet. last bit ended. I I was waiting for it. at this point they start to make coffee. I'm like, I really think the milk extra.
2: Hey, anybody like, wish the
1: Batman's like, you ever try this? Hey, you had Bill and Ink led by Dr.
0: Psycho and stuff like that, only to find out that Hera has been the one behind the curtain all along and doing all of these things. Why do we need a cool down issue that does nothing for the character overall? Is it because they realized they didn't do anything when Diana actually returned because they never stopped returning in the this This is
1: definitely like a placeholder deal on what I would have thought. Since we have the end of Dark Crisis, I mean, if we thought something was going to come from that, and this might have been in December, and then you'd like, okay, they have to adjust a little for what ends up happening at the end of that story, then it would make more sense. But this feels like it's just there to get a numbering issue in line, whatnot. I don't know. Maybe we're seeing that this next six-issue arc will be their last. We can only keep our fingers crossed, right? And maybe this lines it up because this feels weird this feels way off and it just is a nothing issue. We interrupt your regularly scheduled Wonder Woman issue to deal with the Trinity for no apparent reason. Yeah. And like you said, they already came back and they didn't really have time to get together. But it should have been in this book a while back because it was Wonder Woman coming back. And then it was like, hey, what up? What up there, my homes? And ends up doing nothing. And even in this, I said earlier, it it feels like an after-school special. It feels like a dumbed-down, watered-down version. I don't want to say a cartoon version because, I, you know, a lot of people might get mad that that's Again, not a dumbed-down version. You have but
0: cartoon aspects in this, this book. It
1: feels like the kind of, like, uh, you know, back-in-the-day Super Friends type of aspects of it. It doesn't feel like it's writers who get the characters, so you're going to rely on tropes and cliches. Well, and sometimes idea, those work, but they don't hear in my mind.
0: The Coonrad Wonder Woman feels so out of place in 2022 because they're trying to harken back to a Silver Age-esque kind of thing where when she has a battle cry of, "Hola" Or if they're suffering Sappho. Aye, aye, and aye. all these things, it really just feels out of place with our current yes, day Wonder Woman, yeah. what we've known up until their run.
1: Yeah, and so what they end up doing in their Ola. run, all up until this point, is <clears throat> not really understanding The character and where it does stand and things. So what they end up doing, and they've done it throughout, and people end up applauding them for it. I don't know why, but hey, let's just add these characters that I read about at this one thing. Or let me add this little aspect that I heard about down the line and throw it in. Nothing really ever has the context that it needs, and nothing really feels to hit. It feels like this is just there to, oh, wow, look, we know who the Imperium is. So you're going to try to get this story again, based the Imperium's on it but
2: it's weird
0: because you have the imperium who i think were a whole like a placeholder for the white martians in the justice league cartoon back and in the, like, the think 90s this 2000s. was going to be
1: white martians i mean right away i thought white Martians.
0: Yeah, that's why i always thought the imperium was just their plate they're like you know thing they used in the cartoon because they didn't want to use white martians to confuse people so you had a new big bad the imperium that the just league had to fight in the cartoon now you just have it like You've brought them in the main continuity, and they're here for
2: no reason whatsoever. No
1: reason, because really, by the end, you end up where the worst of resets of telling everybody, hey, this story meant jack shit, because in the end, even with this Imperium, oh, we're planning, it's almost like it plays off. White Martians, but if you want to go even more, a scroll attack, yeah, yeah. secret invasion. Uh, it's it's your placeholder alien, yeah, yeah. This is big things, an alien invasion. they going to at one point, but no, the Imperium for no at reason. At the end, they're we're told, and on an the side, oh, by the way, we found out that you're not actually here for an invasion. You were left and you left behind like Kirk Cameron. So what was the deal? Have because at one, at one point, Superman is telling them. We're gonna get you to your, you know, Imperium deal. We'll we'll get you back to. um, What are you doing? Why are you? You're not doing it because it doesn't matter. You're gonna live your days off on a freaking cage in the moon base. And so, even the idea of setting it up, it's the watch. I don't
0: know if you Imperium know this, but my force of solitude has a hell of a zoo.
1: Yeah, so you end up going
0: to the watchtower
1: on the moon where
2: they. This is making
0: a big comeback. Where everybody is using the. The freaking Watchtower on the moon, the moon base, something that I love for a long time that I wish we would get back to. It's just we're just tiptoeing around. Man, this place has been decommissioned for a long time.
1: Yeah, it ends up being the generic setting for these places because they never really do anything with it. And so they're, oh, my God, we just got a signal from the Watchtower. That's very odd. A distress signal. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, where is everybody else? Like, they end up where, okay, the Trinity's going to go check it out. Does anybody else see it? They end up going to it. And you have what I said to you before we recorded, what you're going to end up. And this is something that maybe, you know, my, my kids, when they were little, might like. And that, that is a diss on the issue because it's very basic. It's very surface level. Cause what you get here is, Hey there, Wonder Woman, you're pretty keen. Oh man, you're aces, Batman. Hey, Superman, pretty cool. You're always thinking things out, Batman. Yeah, that all you're getting is them saying out loud what the other person's doing. But in that, well, oh, look at Batman. He's pouting again. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that Superman. He's oh, always, always the always be friends scout. and love
2: each other. Yeah,
1: it's just so lame, this whole thing. And I see people, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing. It's like, yeah, it's the issue I've been waiting for. <laughs> like, really? This is it? Because it's nothing. You can tell it's a placeholder through and through. It's nothing that is going to end up being oh, nah. any sort of ramifications. You have Ola, Suffer Sappho. I always want suffering and But you end up where... And they're waiting. Batman shows up. Oh, there's that Batman. You know him, Batman. <laughs> That's what they should
2: just do this whole issue.
1: I wanted
0: a weird tie into the stuff that we've been dealing with in the moon base lately. Like the idea that they're all coming to the moon base is a distress signal. For some reason, everybody gets able to get there. But when they do get there, the hell's up at the side of this place? It looks like Solomon Gruddy ripped the wall off. I thought that
1: Element X, the mutated Element X, is going to be the distress signal at first. <laughs> the story. Has no real setup or anything to go with, so you have the random. Here. You have random things mentioned, and I know that you are going to play with the idea. Batman always thinks ahead; he always knows. But at the one point, oh, you know, they shut down the power here, and like, I wonder if it's because they were going to be working on the power core. But what are you talking about? Find out what's going on, and so you end up where basic to the nth degree. It's it's a basic bitch. This whole story—that's all it is. And then when you end up going you got to you got to treat these stories and your readership with some respect here and you don't have to be so lame with this stories can end up being great this reminds me of and it's done the wrong way of that batman superman story that me and you really like from tom taylor in the new 52 that was a great story and it was just a side thing it never really meant anything by the end but you ended up having some feel some character or not generic shit because you don't know the characters and the clown reds They have not shown me that they even know the main character that they've been writing for over a year now. And then you throw Batman and Superman in the mix and it ends up, I said, Joshua Williamson when he's on Batman Superman, the book, he ended up where everything was. Man, that's Superman, pretty great guy. This is what it reminds me of. It is the idea of fan service, but done so lame. of the, oh man, they really do love each other. No shit. We know this. So you go in and once you get the Imperium that they are, impersonating the Justice League.
0: The, the distressing, but we got to crawl through some vents to take up some time here because there's not enough story to really tell because the power core is shut down. But when we finally get there, Martian Manhunter, what are you doing here? The rest of the Justice League, some version of the Justice League, what are you doing here? The Martian Manhunter was like, look, we're not meeting on Earth. We all come here, and you're interrupting one of our meetings. And the way that we have to tiptoe around, like, I don't know what's really going on here. You have Superman say to Hal Jordan Green Lantern, you got here fast. Green Lantern, didn't we just speak last <laughs> night? And then Hal's like, oh, uh, yes, of course we did. I left with the Watchtower right after. I'm surprised. we like, didn't bump into each tricky? other. It was last night. What do you, how long do you think it takes him to get to the moon? He's a fucking Green Lantern.
1: He's the Green Lantern. Also, I love how long when he goes. did it take you to get here, Superman? Yeah, really. I love his deal. Like, he's so confident in it, too. Uh, uh yeah, yes, of course we did. You even write that up? Then at the end, you have Batman throw shape. You don't even know what Green Lantern you're supposed to be. Where'd you get that? I mean, it wasn't like he did anything crazy well, or anything. Alan that- hasn't really been doing Justice League stuff, so. Well, that's the deal. Maybe it is that. But in my mind, what I thought was going to be interesting, I wanted this to actually be the character's. Where they're kind of sick of the Trinity, and they come and meet up there with Martian Manhunter. They go to the moon base because nobody's using it, and they hang out. Luke Fox is using it. To just talk about things. And to, you know, I thought that would have been kind of a neat little play. If you're going to do this, try to be clever or neat. You end up where... Yeah, right away. Like you said, how long did they think it would take? A it would take Green Lantern. And then we wrap one of the imposters into the lasso of truth, where we find out, oh my God,
0: it's the Imperium. They've been stranded here for a while, and they ever since the Imperium invasion that never happened. And now we got to fight for a while that we really don't do anything except for Wonder Woman gets to throw a Batarang, because she's always wanted to do that. But ultimately, we lock the Imperium up, and then we have a little sit down while Batman figures out, you know what I think? John Stewart, uh, John Stewart, John Johns used to keep a box of cookies hidden away here. Let's all sit down and eat some cookies together on the moon base and discuss how we
1: feel about yeah, each other. Yeah, <laughs> those cookies, those chocos, they're heroin to Marsha Manhunter. Plus, I don't Everybody's like the idea, devices, like, Jim, hey, judging. what's up with this? cup? Co- you have to really go in with Batman with the rations. Oh, my goodness, I had the rations. Oh, man, I'm I glad. I instant co- coffee in my utility I love belt. the instant coffee, though. It still seems like he made it in a coffee pot, which seems very odd to me, but yeah, you got it, but you end up where all this going down, I I also, in an aside, when they end up getting the lasso on that leader of the Imperium, I would have loved it where he's like, oh, no, you found me out. And the rest of them, which they still would be in their shape and form of the just, oh, man, get them, boys. <laughs> and they keep playing the game. They're beating up their guy, kicking him in the face and stuff. Oh, that would have been hilarious, but. It's it's a nothing issue. This felt like a digital-first nonsense issue. What is
0: that, Diana? So you're passing on my condensed protein bars? You don't know what you're missing out on.
1: Oh, my Thanks, God. Thanks, Batman. Classic Batman. I,
0: again, I know you want the Trinity as being friends, because I know I desperately want that, but There's I want There's a way it in to a do way... it
1: that's not dumbed down. I agree. You know what this is? This ends up and fully. It feels like the Trinity in a... a, a deal where they're trying to convince us that they're friends, not that they're real friends. They're trying to convince everybody around that they're close.
0: There might have been something at some point that happened afterward, but I feel like the last time they were all here was that when it was destroyed and Batman's when they said, like, the last time you inspired somebody is when you died, Clark. I'm like, holy shit. That was one of the greatest lines ever. Yeah,
1: but here you go. But like, They might have been idea. there after that, but I
0: feel like that might have been one of the last times that the Trinity has actually been
1: on the moon base as it was. And, and again, if you if you're gonna do this, I mean, you you don't get any feels because it's so generic in my mind. Like, end up if you're gonna have them there, have a cookie imperium. For you don't need the imperium. No. I mean, this is a deal where afterwards, when they're sitting there and saying, and it's one of those you always want that issue. Now it's weird in this run because, like you said. I don't even either. know what we ended that we need a cool down.
0: Next but you issue. Loved. Olympus Rising. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why I did think we have this issue? Yeah, I, I guess that maybe there was a delay of some other thing. Like but. Even the idea where Wonder Woman is sitting down and telling Superman and Batman what we saw with Hippolyta becoming a god and stuff like that on Olympus. She doesn't know what she's into right now. Things have been rough for her. I'm like, look, you're recapping stuff
2: that we're reading. Like You are
1: recapping, and that's you don't need to recap. There's no reason. And back to the deal, you always say you love the cooldown issue, where everybody them. gets to be a team and talks about things. That would be a cool thing, where they actually, for ten minutes, they have time to go, and this is where they go because nobody's going to go to the the moon base. Make it even make though sense everybody so.
0: You could tie it into the rest of the continuity. The reason that they're there is because, I'd like a something, was I don't to I want them
1: there because it's they can go there and nobody. When Harley them.
0: Quinn and Luke Fox trip something there, and they're checking it out but that's also during dark crisis so
1: that's weird. That's and I don't need them to actually be doing anything that they have to solve. I would like them Again, to there's no just reason say, for them
0: to be there because nobody would have been there anyway.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you would go then. If they want to have a t- time we didn't really get to say hello to each other and welcome back Diana. What are you guys up to? And they go to the moon base because nobody's there. They haven't been there in years and they go and sit down and have a they, Hey, man, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing, Diana? Maybe they reminisce about some things, whatever. That would be a cool cool down issue.
0: Bringing the moon base back is so ultra cool. Yeah,
1: maybe doing that. Maybe they're like, you know what? I like this old place. It really brings back good memories. Hey, you know, so that good. sort of deal. You could end up It's not recap, but they can talk about, man, we've had some crazy stuff going on. We haven't seen each other in a while. Diana, you were dead. She's like, I know. And, and, and you know, that might have been cool. I mean, if you're going to say the. Better parts of this issue might be when they're just sitting there drinking the and making fun of the coffee. Still nothing, but at least, you know, you might get some feels. But this feels like, okay, we you don't need this situation of the Imperium, which is nothing. And then end up making it nothing. Hey, we'll find your home planet. Why are you dealing with this home planet nonsense? Hey, I found cookies. Nonsense. But by the end, it's just generic, you know, deal. And they hug. I mean, even right. that hug, just it just felt so off. I do like the, like, the best part, actually, is what do you see when you look at the earth? That's actually a decent enough hope. deal where hope, oh, that's, I'm a farmer at heart. I end up seeing my home. And then Bruce sees responsibility. And he sees, you know, his duty and honor in his parents. That's good. That's actually last That's what I'm saying. I deal with more the of that. Page. Just have a cool down issue. If you're going to do it, go full out. You don't need to throw in the Imperium for nonsense reasons.
2: No reason, though. The art's good.
0: Yeah, the art's is the best part about this because I want an actual good one. Woman book. But the problem is, like, everybody in this issue, maybe Superman's okay, but everybody just feels off in this. You're using a cartoon like baddie to bring in here into main continuity for no reason, with no backstory, whatever. It's just here for a freaking plot device that means nothing in an old just league base that I care about, but you're doing nothing with. So I'm giving it a five point five out of ten because the last page is solid. The art's solid, but the rest of it is just a fill in the it's just a fill in issue that doesn't belong
1: within this art yeah i'm gonna go i'll go i'll go 5.5 as well the art's good enough it's not an f5 because it's so just generic oh, yeah. anyway and it, here's the thing the characters themselves and i i'm just gonna use this as an explanation that because you'll laugh maybe they feel like maybe. the idea of on uh, you know what, what's that deal with a dean and <laughs> supernatural <laughs> Superna- what is it called superstitious the idea where they're in like a sitcom. very
2: superstitious
1: it feels like they're in a sitcom now it feels like they have been put in by somebody to be that generic after school special deal and like, i love that it shit it. yeah you do but it's supposed to be that so i wish that it was that instead of this nonsense but I guess they said, well, if you're going to do this, you need an enemy to face. It's just ridiculous. I mean, just the idea that the moon base, we've been told, oh, my God, its it's got so many of these, you know, security. It never ends up working out. Anybody's getting in that place. You just have to get to the moon. Well, That's Simon left that big-ass hole Yeah, I guess. Well, we have the next book. It's continuing the Clone Red stuff. It's Batgirls number 12. We're playing that game, <laughs> Eric. It's driven
2: by Becky <laughs> I wish I loved the art in this issue as much.
1: Art by the Gooch, Neil Gooch, uh, Rico Renzi, which that's a cool name. I do like that name, Erica and Becca Carey. And we're going to continue and end this whole deal of who is the Hills Ripper and all that. I thought it was a complete and utter mess Uh. the way that it ended up. Each scene to me just ended up being cobbled together. And then the continuity is. is way off.
0: Imagine how this is, the idea that we follow the clues at the crime scenes for all these issues. Then we can't come to the realization where we clues. skip the clues in and we realize who likes to leave clues around? You know, the Riddler. So The clue like, was
1: actually that they left the clues, even though they thought so it was somebody else. So throughout this
0: whole thing, we've had people being murdered, a serial killers on the loose in the Hill neighborhood. And then we see the Killer Moth doing his own little thing. Oh, my God. Then we follow the clues and we realize fucking Riddler's behind this bullshit. I'm wondering why is the Riddler going around serial killing and why is he working with the Killer Moth? And then Riddler goes and stabs Killer Moth for screwing up somehow. And then we just have the idea within this issue, Killer Moth was stabbed. We have to get him to the hospital because his ass is going to die. I don't know why he's here to begin with, but the Riddler not being the one who's doing all the killings, the one that he's actually going around after the killings and leaving clues for the Batgirls so that he can get a hold of Steph Brown to tell her that her daddy's still alive, which she should already know,
2: but doesn't.
1: Yeah, and so that's the weird play of this where, I get that they're play- like here's the they're playing. The you idea- Well, they're playing the idea that the Riddler can't help himself with the clues, but it's not set up in the book well. And even as he's progressing, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, this guy can get a hold of some people and do some stuff, and even then, all it is is really on Front Street. Pretty much by the end, I said to you before we recorded, I thought that the next riddle was going to be knock knock, who's there? Your dad. Uh, it gets so, like, this tree is, I'm like, I even got that right Riddler away. Because
0: doing, because we have to separate our Batgirls, Cass has to put on Killer Moth's wings. What he's doing is wasting
1: their time trying I to say, We have to get killer.
0: his ass to a hospital, or actually, we have to go to Grace How O'Hower, because she's next on the serial killer's list, but we still have to get Killer Moth to a hospital. we got to get where we're going fast. Hopefully, things will work out while well, Stephanie Brown fights Riddler one-on-one, we I don't know what they have. Is like, Womano? Well, <laughs> I don't, don't know, know how I know. Ourself, we'll but know with but it But the right? idea is you have Batgirl versus a Riddler here, and the Riddler is essentially just carrying her hits to tell her, hey, your dad's back, but in Riddler form. But the problem is, it seems like the Rides never read Bendis' Young Justice where for, for whatever reason, because we saw previously in Batman and Robin Eternal that Lincoln March, the possible brother of Bruce Wayne, slit Kralou Master's throat, killing him. And then when Bendis started Batman talking Eternal. about exactly yeah. was it was it Batman Eternal? Oh yeah, it was Batman. Because yeah. I said Batman, Batman Robin. Sorry, it was Batman Eternal. But then we go for Bendis didn't realize this, brought the Cluemaster back, and then later had to describe how how he faked his death. Now he's here. He wants his daughter back. Wants revenge. Who knows what it was anymore?
2: Yeah. Well,
1: I'll, I'll, here's the deal. And if you want to read the issue, it's it's Young I Justice it was uh, number eighteen. And the play was that Cluemaster faked his death, which yep. no, but he did. Because he was sick and tired of dealing with the Bat family. They were always on his ass. Yeah, he might have been doing some sus things, but he just wanted to get away. In the meantime, to get a hold of his daughter, he hires killers to go and, and murder her. But then that gets her attention. She goes almost beats him to death. They with stop him. And, yeah. and and he gets put in jail. He's alive. She knows it in jail. And in this, when you have Stuff like Checkmate from Bendis in the Wonder Woman book that yeah. really doesn't make sense. Doesn't but yet play out do, well at all. They don't. And each time I'm thinking, okay, they're gonna realize what's going on. And it's gonna tie in. Yeah, we wanted Cluemaster. There's clues being left behind. Let's get Cluemaster. Well, that's the thing year. is,
0: even when the bad girls are discussing, oh my god, there's clues being
1: left behind you know who this could be and we're sitting there clue master like riddler oh my like, god damn it and you know what i thought too is where everything that the clue right they're always a step behind actually knowing these characters in my mind i think that you could have played a deal leading up if you're gonna lead to the deal where she's like i think my dad's alive well you know this but yes, even if you mess it up i wish that while this is going on steph is getting more and more mad because of this idea of blues and the riddler this is something that she's not gonna her. like this should be a trigger and why didn't they play that why wasn't she getting over the top like i hate this stuff i don't want to deal with it because this would remind her of her awful father and then at the end to say oh man we thought it was oh my god it is him overall holy crap that would have been really really good instead you have, hey what do you think is fun mr fun fun you, you don't well, even get even to play idea. along, and it's just boom, and it just ends. It, it's you, like it gets covered off. You have people
0: who have been going around being murdered by the serial killer of the hill, the hill ripper and stuff like that, we are following the clues trying that have been left on the body that the, the killer didn't leave, and Grace O'Halloran is talking about this on her podcast, because everybody's listening to Grace O'Halloran's podcast, and now the killer she's is because Grace has been lying, but she doesn't know she's been lying. He just knows that he hasn't been leaving clues. The Riddler has been going to the bodies after the fact, leaving clues for the Batgirls to get their attention. But now we are revealed, the Riddler, he's not the serial killer. You know, Mr. Fun is that old henchman of Scarface who's a good assassin. He's so good at his job, he always blends in that nobody remembers his face because he's just an everyday schmo. But yeah, he's the killer, and he's pissed That's off it. at Grace O'Halloran's lies. Everybody he's killed are pieces of trash, so it doesn't really matter to him. And for some reason, he was just set off to go kill people because even though he was retired, he got upset when his landlady evicted him. But he's not a bad guy because he let his landlady live, among I don't give a fuck what I don't give a fuck what your goddamn motivation is at this point because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. You're just a, a character callback. Nobody cares about the Queen This is
1: what is they clever. do. The well, Imperium. Yes, That's no it, right? You end up where you have the Duke this of deception. Like all of a sudden, out of yeah, it's all these characters, the the Mirror Master, everything. Like do something with Killer Moth because at least I like Killer
0: Moth. I I was so excited when you brought him in because she's a. He is a proper and he's there good no bad girl. Freaking, I have no idea why he's working with Riddler, why Riddler stabbed him, or why any of this is going on. It was never explained, never makes sense, and they don't care.
1: And Mr. Fun, he's mad. You lied about me, Grace Holland. She's actually reading the police. You're a drunk. It, uh, she's reading the police reports of the investigation. They ended up where they gave it, and that's where you get this Calvin guy that at first I'm like, the hell is this? It? Books? Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, that guy. And he gets up to go help out as well. But nobody in this book is ever set up properly. The way that the whisper
0: down the lane works here is that Officer Brooks wanted to work with the Batgirls. Renee Montoya said no. So Officer Brooks went and made a Batgirl signal to get a hold of to get a hold of Barbara Gordon so that he can give the files of what's going on to code and Barbara Gordon, who then would go to Alicia, who like you know works at a bar, who Grace O'Howran goes to, so Alicia could then take this file to give to Grace O'Howan to talk about on her podcast.
1: And so you ended up where Grace O'Halloran, <laughs> at one point in this book, she was like, you know, kind of, hey, those girls they're sus. Now she loves the girls, And so because of that, you can't ever be a drunk, it seems, because that's one of the things where Mr. Fun, when he starts talking about, yeah, I only kill people who have problems and you've got drink a drinking problem, and you lie. Sitting there thinking again, the, the old guy with the mannequin. But what the, the hell was it's his? More problem? like Mister
0: Fuddy Duddy to me.
1: Yeah, why'd you kill him? Like nothing makes sense. He was kind and of an asshole. I think that, but that's not enough to kill somebody. <laughs> he had I a mean, weird
0: obsession with mannequins, Jim. Yeah, he did. Which
1: who knows that? And again, that was only to set up that they thought he had a body. That's it. There was no other reason. This book sucks. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Jim. <laughs> We oh have my 505
0: God. who has to get rebuilt here off-panel because he falls into a pool for yeah. a, to water.
1: Riddler has so little to do in his life that he's following a serial killer to leave clues to the Batgirls because he wants to tell Steph that her father is alive. And again, reiterating what we said a million times already, she knows her father's alive. They don't. They're the one that needs the fucking clues about what's going on in this world. This is awful. The art
2: is terrible. The story the
1: is, is nothing. I
0: told you I like, before we got on, so I, I like aspects of this background. It's not a lot of aspects, not this overall story, but the idea that bringing in Stephanie Brown, crewmaster, is something you and I both wanted to see. We're eventually. Getting I don't even know if we're
2: actually going to get it. It's pounding I, on your I head a little know. bit
0: where we're like, you know, on the tr- trolley before Steph ever is because it's out of continuity and for some reason they don't realize it. But when you actually have Cassie take on Mr. Fun and stuff like that, a, a trained assassin, Whose power is he can like not be read by people, not remembered, and she actually goes beyond and shows it. And the thing is, this feels like the first time we've gotten to see her really be able to cut loose and take this asshole down. So I enjoyed seeing that bit.
2: Yeah,
1: I didn't really care. You have to have Cassie go. I gave your podcast five stars. They're crazy, and then goes off. Fuck this book. Stop, younger people who give five stars on
2: podcasts. Nobody
1: gives them to us, so what the hell? But no, this this book is complete and utter bull. Shit! They don't know the characters. They don't know the continuity they're writing, and they're awful. And should be off of this and the Wonder Woman, and go off and do your valiant nonsense. Don't do your Exo Man War. Get out of our lives. I can't stand it anymore.
2: They're awful. What would you give it?
0: Ultimately, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the art. And like you know, like I said, I like moments of this book and what could come from moments in this book. But overall, the story is so convoluted. There's no reason any of this should be going on. And I was left like I'm telling you, I am left dumbstruck at the progression of events and how we end up in a certain place with Mr. Fun being their killer from issue number one. After
2: all these issues. And all and the lead-up. And Mr. then Mr. little Nope.
0: Killer Moth. Nope. All this stuff. It goes nowhere and it just leaves me really upset at the state of this book that should be an amazing book because book that I was looking forward to. The idea yeah. of Batgirls as a whole, where you have the den mother of Oracle, Barbara Gordon. I'm like, I like all of that. It's just all
1: the characters are off and even though I like moments, I'm still giving this a fuck you five. <laughs> Fuck your chicken strips. Fuck your chicken strips. I I give it a fuck you five, too. It's nonsense. And yeah, I get it's one of those where I'm sitting there and you're right. This should be something bigger. This should be something that we would love, because when you're going through this and we're waiting, Okay, we'll get Cluemaster. All right, Mad Hatter. All right, oh, I, I that's that's a big thing too. I the idea we didn't even get talk to about it. that. I, don't, I think Clue Master's just going to be nothing.
0: I think, think that the Mad Hatter is going to like you know the, be the next catalyst to get Clue Master involved, and it seems like he's the one for some reason who's talking to a shrink that he's about to kill. About he's the man who's going to bring them together. And like, how, how are they going to act? Well, I'm just I'm just setting up the party. It's up to them on how they act. But that's another aspect that I look forward to because nobody fucking uses the Mad Hatter, and I like the character.
1: Ah, uh, but well, and. This Get the hell out of here. What are we ending with there?
0: Multiversity Teen Justice number six, written by Danny Lor and Ivan Cohen, with art by Marco Fela, Enrique Aaron Angelini, and Carlos M. Mangual. And if you remember the last issue, Jim, our heroes were up against the Green Lantern Corps, who were in charge of the Church of Blood, who are now taking over the human race to charge their Green Lantern Corps rings with human energy, because Apparently, that's what we do over here on Earth 11, led by Semestra. And like before as well, because of Raven and Kid Quick's interactions, Kid Quick realized that they had a future they didn't exactly like. But you know what? If Raven sacrificed himself in the previous issue, Kid Quick's not going to let this happen to the rest of their team. So they take their team away and go back to take on the Green Lantern Corps by themselves. And then one thing that really bothered me with the idea, because I don't like any of the Green Lantern Corps in this, because I just don't understand the... I don't know. There's just the idea behind them and stuff like that, because it almost seems like Earth 3 Green Lanterns, and because the Star Sapphires are like the way that the Green Lanterns should be in this universe, but I just don't understand all of it, but
1: why are they spelled Core C-O-R-E and not C-O-R-P-E-S? I don't know, because they're bad to the Core. I, I don't know. Eric. Like I, That I, shouldn't I, change from
0: universe, and like I don't think it's ever been that way before. That's the problem,
1: though, when you have Cohen and lore get involved in this. Like, did they have the same problem that I had when I was growing up? Because I always caught
0: it with because I never heard Corp. anything. Or yeah, it was the Green Lantern corpse.
1: Yeah, the corpse. You know, and then and they're like, "Oh, it's the core." It's funny. Once you had the Black Lantern, you're like, "Now it works." I can say Black Lantern corpse. It no, really that, works time, the way. that was on the no. Yeah. So when you have this, though, I I agree with what you said quickly there about the idea. This is Earth 11, but you are playing at points where it seems like you're also jiving in Earth 3 to make people evil, and it felt a little off. Now, to that that should be bad. Bad to yeah. the bone. But some of the other characters just feel a little off, and it's hard to really follow. And by this issue, I'm telling you, I have no clue half the time what is even going on in this book and just want to get out. At least I know why Gigi's here. No, I was here to kind of see how this world was, almost like that Prime Syndicate book. I'm right there. And it feels a lot like that. Yeah. And we were disappointed by that at the end. But this one is a weird play of, okay, we're going to have an Earth 11 book. And instead of it being a book that really, you know, takes that and embraces Earth 11, all you really wanted to do was gender swap the characters. And that was a way to do it. You're never really getting a feel of being anywhere else, Earth 11, no matter what. And it feels a lot more like an Earth three. And it's a shame because I wanted to know. More about this Earth because I think that at the end, when of course the end, yeah, I think so. I've seen the sales. I think it is. But if it was going to continue, you have to do more. You have to develop more. You have six issues the to do this. That's It's the same problem that we
0: have with Green with uh, Batman Incorporated. The idea that you have all these characters, but before we at least had other Batman Incorporated books that you can go back and check out. This is a whole reintroduction to the New Earth Eleven of this new multiverse. Ever since Death Metal happened. So the idea, like, we get to know what's going on in this gender-bent world where everything you know about gender is swapped on its head, and that's what we have. So we have a teen justice here who is Robin, a, a female Robin, a female Supergirl, all this sudden. You know
1: nothing for the most well, part I, about I, yeah, who that's these the characters thing. are. I don't think that they ended up, it's like I said, they're like, look, a female Robin. And Everything. then you're just like, okay, what? what's next? Tell me about Everything Let's that we see. had
0: for this story, which was a very messed up story. I mean, I, I messy messed up the idea that it didn't really come together all that well was the Church of Blood was doing stuff. Oh, my God, the Church of Blood. But then it turned out, oh, my God, it's actually the Green Lantern Corps, who at one point had hired out assassins of Thunder and Lightning to do stuff in Xandia. For whatever reason, we're just sucking the life forces out of people. And this is going to charge our ranks because... The power battery is fucked up or the, the way the Green Lanterns do stuff here is messed up. I don't really get the Green Lantern Corps and how they work here. But our big twist, everything that we've been leading to, is this character Gigi. And if you remember from the first it you Gigi came to New York City. She didn't have a lot of friends, Jim. She was looking for somewhere to belong. And sadly it was the Church of Blood that took her well, in. But Gigi will take
2: advantage of Exactly. That makes but sense. Gigi
0: has come a long way because we find out in this, Gigi don't have many friends because Gigi is Georgia gardener. Georgia the warrior Lord who gets a hold of a Green Lantern ring and is able to use it better than anybody in the Green Lantern Corps.
1: And I don't remember at any point them saying Gardner as a last name. They just kept calling her Gigi. Gigi. I, yeah. I would have hoped that maybe they would have done that because you might not have made that connection anyway. It would have been a cool deal. Oh, my God, that's what it was. But it just doesn't play out very well. And when you get, you know, Georgia Gardner, who Georgia is Gardner that-
0: does the Sinestro. Jace Fox did the Sinestro this week, and I am Batman. Just... This over the top greatest Green Lantern who's ever lived on this, war- in this universe, yeah. taken out by George- Georgia Gardner one punch essentially. Who can just create constructs, no problem, because they they try to give it a reason to works because of the life force has been taken and all the Green Lanterns that these other ones have screwed over. Now they're within her rig and they're pissed off as well.
1: And the weird play is that. You didn't set up like, again, this is the Guy Gardner of this gender swap deal, but it also feels like the opposite world but, where but she's a she's kid. good and a kid and really nice and everybody likes her. She just can't really make friends because she's shy or whatnot. That's not Guy Gardner. That's not. So when you have this, I like I would have yeah, I, yeah. I loved to have a point age. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to have a point where we find out that, you know, in a twist. At some point, I don't know how you'd play it, but this is actually the daughter that's the reverse of the son that Guy would have. I don't know, because the age doesn't make sense. The whole play of this doesn't make sense, and you didn't even have anything that would give you an inkling of, man, why does she feel off? Why is she mad all the time? What's going on? Oh, it's Guy Gardner. I I get it now. There's no I get it now when you see this reveal at all. There's nothing. You're just like, Okay, here we go. I mean, it's just like they ended up having characters and go, hey, by the way, this is the female version of that character and the male version of that character. And you never really get anything past that. They tried desperately in the last issue here of Robin. Hey, I remember when this happened to my mom and this. Oh, to my God. And like, this
0: whole idea when we have this little get together talk, because when Kid Quick leaves them all behind Amnesty Bay and goes off to go fight the Green Lantern Corps once more. They all could just have a sit-down little powwow talk instead of jumping to action because, you know, oh my God, Raven's dead. Everybody's upset. They're like, oh, that's right. Troy was in love with Raven, so maybe we should talk to him. But we don't really deal with Troy. It's like, hey, I have an invisible jet that's right here because reasons. This is where I store the invisible jet. Actually, this is where Aqua Girl stores the invisible jet for whatever reason. But we have this situation that's created where we get a chance to see what this world looks like. The idea when Superwoman was killed by Doomsday or when Bane broke Batwoman's back. And I'm like, These are actually stories and implications that I want to see because these are things that these characters, unlike our John or Damien, they got to see and live through. I want to know how long ago this happened, how this works out in this. But you know what? This would be too much interest into the actual characters that we're dealing with. So it's just a throwaway weird flashback to a scene that doesn't make sense to anything that we're dealing with right now.
1: And this is just a weird play. And maybe uh, someday, Eric, I don't think in this current time that me and you are going to be allowed to do an Earth-11 book. But I actually... If we did and we sat down, I'd love to think that you'd go through the implications, not just, hey, guess what? That woman got her back broken by Lady Bain. Like that, that I'd like to think it through of what would the differences be if you had I was a interested. female was of this female this. that where we find out that somehow that made an a way that Batwoman didn't get her back broken by Bain because of some thing that's a little different, or the doomsday deal. I'd like to see how that would play out. So would I, because even
0: Supergirl at this point in time, when they're discussing these things that happened in their past, one of the reign of Superwoman characters that would show up during this, you know, death of the Superwoman arc and this past of this continuity became the mentor of Supergirl. I'm like, which one? How? I want to know how that works out. And I want to know what happened to the Connor Kent version of this character as well. Like, you know. How does that work out with a Supergirl clone?
1: I still wanted it to be Doomsday, Eric. I know that you told me that, that was never going to happen. Doomsday's gender neutral. Doomsday. I thought that was funny. Uh, but a- again, that's about as much character work as they're doing in this book. You really end up in the sixth issue realizing, I really don't know or care about these characters. All I know is Girl Robin you know, the super... It, it just never ends up. Troy...
0: Georgia Gardner goes and takes out Sinestra, no problem. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, but then when Killwog's all upset, you know, because Sinestra had gone and betrayed the rest of the Green Lantern Corps, oh my god, shocking, just, just do me a favor, I need you to take her down, but the only way to do this is... Ugh, right, all of a sudden, off-panel, we have a device that's sitting there, what's that, some kind of torch device. In a way, you never see what we do with that thing. We just get it, we don't know what it is, Killwog doesn't talk, it's just there. We're gonna, you know, watch the Justice up League in
2: comes in. And then the Justice League shows up. Like, yeah, hey, what are you everybody. doing? Eh, a little torture, a
1: little fun. You know us. Here we go. Yeah, you don't. And really then you see. have
0: like Green Arrow and Black Canary versions here going on a road trip to see the real America, like it's hard traveling heroes. No oh, fucking reason.
1: Well, yeah, no reason. This is the end where we have a couple pages left, and let's pretend that we did some character work. Even we're, we're with all this idea, remember Hal Ferris. But hey, I'm like what happened to Hal? That the way that this plays
2: out, I'm just like what? The fuck did like, what did, I, I saw what he thought of the He last might have been moment. evil,
0: but in his last moments, he was trying to do good. Because they're trying to play the idea that back in the day, Carol Ferris used to turn into Star Sapphire, who was bad, because they like you know told Jeff Johns to, like recreate the character, use the emotional spectrum, what he wanted to do with it. That's what we'll play with, but you would have no context for it. So now all the heroes are just remembering how Ferris, as if he was a hero the whole time, even though the Green Lantern Corps seemed like they're villains through and through. But I don't know, because we don't deal with it. I don't know. It.
1: And they seem to be duped by Sinestra, but they seem willing as well. And their power is based on sucking out life force, for it feels like. The last thing he thought of was you. Okay, well, that doesn't really negate all Here's the murder some of ashes. the The Moiduin that he some? did. Yeah, really. Here we go. We're going to take those. And yeah, you just get these weird, like, this ending is supposed to be almost like the Animal House type deal. Hey, hard traveling. What? What are you doing? And then at the end, they're like, all right, high five, we did this. Like, even at the end, they're like hanging. I wanted to see them in the the clubhouse. I wanted to see where they go. I wanted to see some more of just them. And in the meantime, you have the most convoluted bullshit story of this sister blood slash green Lantern semester. It just never made sense. It always changed. Just wait till the idea that it might continue
0: with Trigon or something along those lines, because Raven is still dead at this point. We might have to go try to resurrect Raven, but. When the Justice League does come back, or the Justice Guild, as it would be, you have a Batwoman now like
1: this
2: week till she becomes the Batwoman who laughs.
1: Oh, my goodness. I know here, though, think it's the Batwoman who cries because somehow it's opposite world half the time. But who knows? You ended up, and we mentioned it before, so we should point it out, that at one point you do have shade being thrown to Sinestra about, hey, you and your get there, bro, it was so weird. It didn't fit the book at all. It felt really odd, and yeah, we thought, you know, it might be shade, and I did look, and the weird play is, Danny Laura's not blocked us. I I thought that they might have before, but Ivan Cohen completely follows us, so I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of it's a It's such a weird idea. A if if not need
0: Shade along those lines, because Get Fresh Crew is just I weird out of nowhere. I thought it was hilarious nowhere. if it is. That'd be when you so have Kid funny. Quick going up against Sinestra, and Kid Quick says, I don't know, Sinestra, you and your Get Fresh Crew are starting to look a little beat. I'm like, ooh, that could be Shade, but then- But then it's thrown back, right? Exactly. You have that as if that's the character throwing Shade at us, and our character will be Sinestra then, who says, surely I'm not back. the first- <laughs> Surely I'm not the first to notice it. The more you speak, the less you have to say, as if we're talking about the way they
1: write <laughs> the, the book, book, if that's in case. So I, I laughed so going hard. On. I know. And I ended up, that's where I wanted to put the full deal. I put the full panel there in Slack and said, I don't know what's going on here. Because it seems like we get the upper hand by the end. Oh, you want to get fresh for a little pat on the back.
0: Uh-uh. So the, the, the more they say, the le- like the less they have to say, and we're getting beat.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. Getting beaten down by this book, maybe, but maybe it's just a little
2: friendly back and forth. If maybe, it's anything. and I'll,
1: I'll give you a little friendly back and forth. Here is this book is what it was. I I wanted more from oh, it. I, I definitely d- wanted more. I look, I was excited for this whole book. I don't think anybody's talking about this book. We keep talking about it. We went through the whole deal. We never, I think one time I said, do you really want to keep doing this? But yes. we have because we were doing it because we love the whole multiversity deal. We love Earth 11. We I like the idea more. of it. And I even when it was first announced, I was trying to calm people down that were fighting with people on Twitter because of the idea that this could be really cool could end up giving us a look at maybe a new multiverse deal. Now, Maybe that's the problem. This is what all the heroes are saying. If we get these infinite Earths, this shit's going to go wrong. This is what they meant. And it felt important with the
0: Multiversity
1: title. It did. It did. And we thought that this was going to be something big, and it just ended up being a mess. I know that at the beginning of it, I was told by you that I have a vendetta, but I actually said exactly how it ended up. It's going to be a mess without character work when we want it, and it'll just end up ending in a fizzle, and we won't understand what went on, and that's what happened. Though it still could be a vendetta, I don't know But Danny Lord, not my favorite Writer, but every time somebody's On the book, it's their next chance to impress Everybody, so we always will End up giving that a chance And I think we gave this six issues a fair Chance, it just, it was just Nothing, but what would you give it?
0: Ultimately, I like the art a lot, and Again, you know, the the Georgia Gardner, while it was a weird twist to have in your oh, like, you know, she just at,
1: least it, at least it ring. gave
0: some reason for this whole GG thing throughout that we kept questioning. Why is this here? Why is this our, like, you know, everyman character-esque kind of thing? The person for the reader to really, like, latch onto, it felt so weird. And I still don't understand why, but at least they got something out of it. It's just, it's a mess of a book that I never fully understood, and I just wish I could. I wish there was something here to allow me to understand this world better than I did before I came in. I just know Green Lantern Corps, bad. That's about it. Church of Blood, they ain't shit they're gone. It's just, it's not a great finale to a not great series, and I wanted more from it, so this issue, I am going to give a
1: 5.3 out of 10. Yeah, here's the thing. I would, I normally, you know, we're yelling and screaming, and you would think maybe we'd give it a fuck you five, but it's weird. I actually feel sad that I didn't like this series, and I'm not saying that it's our fault we didn't like it. I thought it was a mess, but it was something that now it's over. It's just there's another missed opportunity of something where, you know, me and you, we read all the stuff, we're going down, and there are things that a lot of people pish-posh that we really want to like, and this was one of those. I really wanted to like this. I really wanted to get something out of it when I didn't. Now that it's over and I'm sitting there <laughs> listening to you talk about it, thinking you might give it, I didn't think you'd give it a, a fuck you five. I thought that maybe you'd go standard five, which is what I'm going to do. But all in all, I'm like, it just kinda of makes me sad that this just ended up happening and not being good. And then at the end when you're like the end, I'm like, I'm not angry. I'm again it's a weird fight. I actually am legitimately sad. Right I don't know why. Eric, I'm a you're really ride of emotions. emotions. I'm yeah. a wreck. But it just yeah, I, I really wish that this would have been one of those books where People were yelling about it at first, and we end up reading, and like, oh, no, you got to read this. You have to get involved. This is really cool. Like, almost like how the Azriel book ended up. We didn't expect much from that. We're actually enjoying it enough, and it's got some neat little plays in there. But, you know, this just seemed like a waste of time, a waste of six months, six issues and whatnot, and nobody's really paying attention to it. You have four reviews, but you don't even have a single user review. For this book. Now, there are other reasons that me and you will talk about when we are done, but it is that whole play where nobody really cares about it. We did, and it's, it's a shame. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is The New Golden Age Number Ooh. One. That is mine as well. And next week, we have a lot of books. We have a ton going down and some big books again. I mean, we did have some really big books this week, including that New Golden Age, which me and you did like, we weren't Gaga like some people, but we did like it. And if you want to listen to that, as well as I Am Batman number 15, I believe it was the big book of the, the week, Dark as Christ Eric is said. Yeah, The Dark Crisis is tiring, except not on the cover or whatever. We talk about that. Also, it was live streamed Thursday night. So that's another little caveat to go over to patreon.com slash weird science and we'll have more. Of those live streams. It was pretty cool to have some people in the chat going on while we did it. It just was like a last second thing. I have to announce these things and let you know ahead of time, right? Yeah. But That's yeah, go over to know. the Patreon. But here are the books for next week. Two of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight that will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. <laughs> 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 oh, we have Batman Superman World's Finest. Number nine, Kid Thunder. I hope he's okay, Eric. Oh, my goodness y'all said batman one bad day mr freeze oh shit about to get cold jim it's funny i keep forgetting about these one bad days and then another one comes up we're like okay let's see and again they've been up and down we'll see how that is Cat i don't Home know for some reason though, looking at
0: the cover of this it looks like it's going to be something close to at least you know heart of ice from the batman animated mm-hmm. series because it looks mm-hmm. like there you go the idea that,
1: do you see on the cover Oh, uh, you uh, writing it uh, Jeffrey Dugan. Okay. I'm sorry, Jerry Dugan, Jerry not Jeffrey. Dugan. Okay, Steve. that's that's crazy. But when I look at the cover though, it
0: looks like you have a classic Batman and Robin running within a city within, you know, the like the snow
1: globe that Mr. Freeze is holding. It looks kind of classic and it looks like it could be actually a good time. I wish Dum Dum Dugan was was writing that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh yeah, Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice Batman. Speaking of a book that seems like it's already and gone, it's the clockwork Batman. We saw the clockwork Batman in the dark crisis, he's just hanging. He's fine. Uh, dark crisis, young justice, a book that everybody loves. Did Everybody's board with that. Yeah, Catwoman okay. number 49. On the, on the cover of, of that, Catwoman
2: says Catwoman versus Punchline. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how <laughs>
1: DC versus Vampires All Out War number five. All right. I haven't really been loving that. You're liking it a little. Cover more that has a five. vampire
0: shazam. Looks pretty badass. Oh, my
1: goodness gracious. We have Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number four. I hope that that picks up a little for us, but people are loving that, so that's cool that that comes out. We have Nightwing, number 98. Getting there. Yeah, I wonder what's going on in that one, Eric. Holy moly. Stargirl of the Lost Children, Who's number child one. Oh, my goodness yeah, for gracious. Not for Degaton. We, we learned that. That's the Stranger, but not the Childminder, as they yeah, used to it call gorgeous, Eric so, Shea. The,
0: the deeper lore that Jeff Johns is setting up, but also because you get Stargirl and, you know, Red Arrow, Emiko, Queen working yeah, together Yeah, I'm excited that. Six about issues. that
1: book. And I think that that will be something that will be on the Patreon spotlight. I think that will give... That and the One Bad Day is my picks of what they'll go with. Flash 788. It seems like the Flash we, we do like. Everybody loves Seems like it's been a while since we talked. About it does. It, so that's cool, right? But it's also anyway. called
0: Rogues War, where Warden Wolf is sitting there because if you remember, he's running for mayor. Right. All the rogues around him, but they're they're like tearing up pictures of the Flash during a press conference. It looks like behind Warden is Wolf. Isn't that so, what is what you is, would do. He's a not a cover.
1: That's pretty cool. Girder on that cover?
0: No, no, it's a, it's a classic rogues. Ah, uh, Girder. You got Weather Wizard, like Mirror Master, Trickster, Heat Wave. Girders like
1: Cap- all Cold. crushed up in some. Square in the middle of like a, a, a heap. Yeah, he does. Titans now. United, Blood Pack number three, as well. So we'll see. Neil before Star Sapphire. Yeah, right. I probably would. We'll see how that ends up going. And yeah, two of those will be on the Patreon spotlight. Like I said, my guess would be Star Girl The la- Lost Children. It's going to say The Last Children, but maybe they are. And also that, Dark. Uh, what did I One say? Bad the day, One Mr. Bad Day Freeze. Yeah, I think that those two might be the ones. But we have some big books. I mean, that world without a League Batman, that might be one of them. There's a, a dark really crisis.
0: Un- oh, I was about to say it's not a dark crisis time, but it's way more
1: legit <laughs> than I am Batman was. And Dark Crisis Young Justice, the finale, that's been something you know, that might end up. That's a, that's end a end legit tie in too, huh? Yeah, yeah. It says dark crisis it. right
0: there on the cover. Yeah,
1: it's right there. But this is the last of our dream worlds, isn't it? I believe so. It better be because the whole thing's ending next month. So we'll see how all that goes down. Everybody, like I said, go over to the Twitters at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back, go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com get reviews of the books each week and then go to our Patreon patreon.com slash Science, where you get that spotlight episode but also a lot of other things going on hard. a ton of different podcasts the Marvel, DC, manga indie, all that stuff all rolled up in the one a lot going on. Check it out all these links will be in the show notes and What do we say at the end, Eric Shea? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go
2: read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science Science. is the revolution.